Génie. So kick back, relax, hit that, roll up your sleeve. All your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave. Time for three guys on broadcast of prosperity. Hit the tip drop of the jet, yeah, yes. Think you're better than me. Now here's the smooth brother coming in hot with coherence. This is Michael Diamond. Nice, Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. A songwriter for comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer. Say hold on, he's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. Tune in to 3SPN Through the Sock Puppet Nation Let the party begin Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romaine, Top of the List JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pink young bitch You have an opinion, let's hear it to a proper The world may suck, but I like it, I'm on you Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet If you're dropping our names Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say Let's start the show, Randolph, hit him with the Hey! 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 What's happening? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Listen, we got a guest sitting in one of those. You guys have heard him before, but you're going to hear him again. Welcome to the stage. Who? Larry XL. Man. Larry XL. Big us for having the Hamiltons in your in your intro, man. There That's you go. Chad Heff's. Chad Heff. Uh, Chad Heff's yeah. doing. He did all that. He loves the Hamiltons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he put that together. That's Mr. Larry XL, uh, music critic, com- comedian. Do we put comedian first, then music critic, or music critic, then comedian? Uh, I guess comedian. Cause that's Let's the, say comedian I make, writer. Yeah, I make more money doing being comedian than I, you know, I, uh, shouting against the tides of uh, <laughs> <laughs> music sliding to the abyss. Right. It is kind of going to the... Yeah. I was, uh, I was, doing a, uh, I was on a uh, talk show up in Toronto last week. Uh, just talk about diversity in music, and uh, I was I was like the the harbinger of doom. I was like, yeah, it's like I don't see <laughs> I don't see the next generation like Prince or a Tri Call Quest or you know anybody with like a strong voice and artistic vision coming out of, of you know what's going on in pop music right now. You know, not not except Bruno Mars, I guess. <sighs> well, Bruno Bruno is just doing more day in the time. But I'm not even shitting on him for it. But by he's the way. talented. I'm saying he's got the he's, he can he's do talented. all this. It's not he just can, some studio I, creation. Is he writing his own songs? No, I assume he is. He, no he's talented, but here's just you know, I don't see it like uh, I'm talking about like Prince, the person that is like so talented that you know they never really just go away. It's like they do yeah, a tour, yeah. and next thing you know, oh, you got another album out. Oh, you're back on the road again. Oh, you got another album out. That, you know, Bruno Mars, he's just like, all right, I did the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll see you in like three years, you know. or Who, who is this generation Sade? I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Sade leaves. She leaves voluntarily. She'll go away to have a child. She'll take a year off, come out with an album. The album goes number one, does a world tour. Then disappears again for like another year. Well, people disappear for two years all the time you know? between yeah. making albums. But she comes back. But she comes back strong every time. Who's the Who's the person of this generation that's going to do that? Is and, that and the, Lady Gaga? Maybe it could be. I mean, no, who knows? It's Adele, to, maybe if Adele would take some time off. But maybe? it's easy to. She, she does she though. Does, though. She, it, she takes plenty of time. In off. retrospect, you can look back, but. 
1986 would people say Sade is going to have this trajectory? Not necessarily. No, nah, well, we call, we all kind of knew Sade was going to be a a gigantic star. Yeah, but I'm talking about like just consistently for years putting out we albums. We didn't know if she I mean, you don't know that what you know is like okay, for instance, Adele should be that person. She is though. Oh yeah, okay. There I you think go. she is. Like Beyonce uh, should be that person. I think she is too. It's just they don't have. Uh, you can't say they've done it for twenty years so yet. I'm saying because, who, yeah, I'm saying yeah, who's going to be the one. But I thought it was going to be Mary J. Blige. Don't look like it. I don't know her. Uh, don't know. The, the, what was that one album she did? Uh, she recorded in England. Mary did an album in England. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it on my. I don't know. I don't follow her career. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, I thought it was going to be her. I I thought you know what I thought it might be Alicia Keys, don't look like it. Yeah, I I think Alicia Keys is very 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 talented, but I have but a she, pro- yeah. I had a problem with her when she first came out because what was the because like it seemed like every video that she put out had like a a a prison fetish <laughs> in it. I was like, what, what? Can you just can you make a video that does not have you know, people in prison fatigues or people in prison in it. It was like so that was like the first three singles off her album. Yeah, I remember when she came out, they were really selling the fact that she was like she could play piano. She was classically trained, Training and like piano. they even really like. I remember like seeing interviews with her. She was like, "Yeah, man, like Chikosmi, that's my that's my dog, man." Like she was trying to be like you know yeah. like young and hip, but still yeah. shouting out composers from you know two hundred yeah. years yeah. ago. Was, Beethoven, baby. Yeah, that's my boy. It seemed really forced. I'm some of there's probably some image persons like you got. This is your hook. Yeah, you can play, uh, you know, symphonies. She would play it on stage in concerts. She would, she would play throw mixing some classical music out of nowhere and then break yeah. into. Her, and the crowd's you know. like, "That's great." We think. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know if that's any good. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that song. Is okay. It? Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, sing that. Sing that one. We know, Alicia. No, I thought it might be her, and I thought her being married to Swiss Beats might. Um, at least keep her in the hip hop game. But how many Sade's are there? Like, how many do you expect there to be? I mean, there was you know? Sade. There was Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I mean, she there was but, Sade. There was Whitney Houston. There was Anita Baker. But Whitney Houston's was, career kind of went the way Mary J. Blige's career is going. She she fell off no. toward the end. Uh, Whitney, Whitney oh, she had dumped issues. her own career off. Right, but, yeah. but she's had Mary J. Blige has had some issues. Yeah, you know? well, she's going through the divorce now. From well, she's how long is that taking? It seems been going like through? forever. It should be a okay. great album coming up. So the Mary J. Blige had an album called The London Sessions, and okay. it was how long like ago was that? that was uh, crap. What year was it? Um, I forget what year. It's called The London Sessions, and I think I think uh, Sam Smith. Wrote a okay. couple songs on it, okay. and it was like it was like half like really like mournful old school R and B jams, and there was like half like uh, just like a lot of electronic influenced funkiness to it, and I, I just dug that album. Yeah, but uh, you know, back to Whitney, you know, I just find Whitney's career track trajectory really weird because it seems like you know. It was like this, this, this meteoric rise, and then the bodyguard happened, and then Bobby Brown happened, and then it was just like, you know, tabloid fodder. Yeah, it was just you know, it was more about her off stage than her on stage, and people. But then, then people kept letting her get away with doing half-ass albums after that. Yeah, because you know, well, it was she, yeah, she kind of earned that at that point too. Yeah. Like her, her, she's still going to sell tickets. Her fans will come out to see her. She also couldn't get out of her own way. She couldn't get the. She couldn't let the hood go. 
hence Bobby Brown. Yeah. She couldn't let the hood go. But, I mean, they they got the hood out of her for yeah. a while, and then they and then Clive Davis was like, "We gotta we gotta black her up because she's <laughs> not." Yeah, it was she Clive was Davis. Too much of a yeah, because she was like she was too poppy, and Clive Davis felt like we've got to get get the black back into her. Yeah, so he get, went and got Babyface, and um, yeah, uh, uh, what's his whose face's partner? L.A. Reed. L.A. Yeah. Reed. He went and got them, and then they did that. That that was that song. Whatever you want from me. That's um, when uh, she became black again. I'll be your baby. To, that's when she became black again. So that yeah, well, that was before I'm Every Woman. Right. Well, here's what happened. Like her first album came out in '85, and they had a really deliberate plan. They're gonna do the slow jams first. Yeah. You know, get about two idea. or three good slow jams out, hits on the R&B chart. Yeah. They come with. Oh, I wanna dance yeah. with somebody. They, they come out with the pop song, the gear Very up for the crossover pop. success with How Will I Know, and then between when that album happened out, between that and the second album, Whitney. Janet Jackson blew up. Right. So they're like, oh, That's we got we got to go for that pop money and it now. Was, it was, and Clive was, because Clive Davis, is he still alive? I yes. assume he is. He's like 90. He yeah. loves black music, specifically black music. And he's like, we got we to gotta black her back up. This is, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it <laughs> was crazy. When that second album came out, they beauty number one, and the first album was, I want to dance somebody, you know, black people, uh, oh, she's going yeah, that direction. That's the black people were all like that. So then, yeah, then you it know, was like he went and got L.A. and Reed. And, and, Reed, and, and Whitney Reed couldn't back friends. it up with, like, the dance chops that Janet had and, like, right. you know, and, and, and the, you know, the over-the-top right. music video. So they're like, yeah, we really need to get her back in the, right. you know, R.B. Groove, bro. Yeah. Clive Davis is, is uh, uh, just a month shy of turning 85. Yeah. Yep. Musical genius. Yeah. So Lover of black music. I mean, he gave us next. Wasn't for him. We wouldn't have next. <laughs> we wouldn't have next. We wouldn't have wifey. <laughs> we wouldn't have wifey. One for Clive Davis. <laughs> That's, but it's a... Uh, they like, should have been stars too, by the way. I don't know what happened to them. The Whitney thing, though, like when kind of Janet Jackson pushes things in that direction and away from Whitney, like that happened because that new edition thing was all the rage like a month ago. That happened with Ralph Tresvant when he he finally had his chance to go solo, right? Because he had sort of had opportunities and turned them down, and then things got delayed. And then he was like this uh, suit and tie sensitivity guy. That was a good album, though. Right yeah. at the time, though. <laughs> That people were saying, you know, like Rough Jodeci next. was out yeah, and Rough Silk next. and all these people that were like graphic R- songs about sex. Right. Right. Taking off their shirts. He was the wrong guy at the wrong time. He, yeah. did, yeah. he did sensitivity. Meanwhile, you know, the, the three least talented members of New Edition did Belle Bib DeVoe. Yeah. yeah. sold like five times as many Smacking people in the ass. And he's the one who has the most talent. Yeah. So he group. missed that window. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the image that he had decided on, or he, maybe that's not an image, maybe that's who he is, uh, just didn't fit in. I think, that's who he, I think that's who he is. 1990 Because he's never deviated from that. No, and, and some of those songs really haven't aged all that well. Like yeah. uh, Stone Cold Gentleman. Yeah. It's like- That's I'm a fucking, fun video to watch. Yeah, though. well, him and Bobby Brown are in it. <laughs> Bobby Brown they, are in it. There's a, vid, there's a clip of them of him doing that song on Arsenio. Where I Bobby love that out. shit. Have you seen You yeah. watched that? I yeah. love that clip. And, where they and come so, out of Bobby and they bring the girls out of the yeah, audience. Yeah, they dance. I watched it, yeah. But the thing is, like- it's just a weird. If you look at like what came a year later, yeah, it's like I'm a hardcore gentleman. Yeah, I'm an extra gentleman. <laughs> it just doesn't fit anymore with '90s R&B. Yeah, Boys to Men kind of had that happen. Yeah, where I mean they stayed lasted longer, but you know, kind of they were kind of being 
over not overshadowed, but edged out a little bit in R and B. They were a little more pop because of groups like Jodeci. Yeah. Or a lot of Jodeci H Town. H Town. Knocking <laughs> so Boots. They had a Shy. song called Knocking Boots. Yeah. Shy was kind of in the vein of of Tresvant, yeah. of Ralph Tresvant, but they dressed like Jodeci, but they sang like Ralph yeah. and Boys to Men. Yeah. But they weren't like taking That's their DC's shirts own, off. right? Well, yeah, they yeah, were at they Howard. Straight yeah. out of Howard. They what yeah. they did was they recorded that one song. The harmonies were great. If I ever fall in love, I think, yeah. which you know, just just acapella. They sent it to like local radio stations. You know, like a lot of the stations, like ninety five five, ninety three nine, they would do like uh, Sunday night local artists or yeah. whatever. DC one hundred one used idea. to do that That's with with uh, the local rock bands. Yeah. And the only problem is you're at the mercy of some fucking intern yeah. who's listening to your music. Like, oh, this is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, is yeah. It? Someone has to make the call, I guess. But yeah. Shy got played. Did they got big through that? Like, they just their song got popular locally, like very organically. And um, that's a good. Then song. they blew up in D.C. Yeah. And then it kind of went nationwide. And then they got like a record deal. But they didn't even have a deal at that point. They yeah. just recorded themselves. You know, probably in a studio. I'm sure. But it's a good, good song. I remember. Uh, Martin sang it in something. Yeah. On One a, of the shows, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a club Martin? scene. He was, uh, he yeah, after he broke up, up with Gina. Gina. Yeah. Right, right. He's in the club, right. and that, that's when he hooked up with. A uh, 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 Lark Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lark Voorhees. Oh, sometimes you just got to let it out. <laughs> no, but I was, I was not weird how black, people, how black men of a certain age, we mark our things by, by shows like, I saw that shit yeah, on. I saw, yeah. Like if I say, challenge yeah like, oh cosby show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was uh, i was thinking about the cosby show the other day because like you know do you, do you watch reruns of the cosby show and now look at it through a different i don't lens? watch any reruns of the cosby show now rapist okay rapist <laughs> i'm not watching a rapist <laughs> occasionally that was, that I was do. a very kill response <laughs> who we'll be discussing in a little bit yeah. if i catch it late if i catch it at night i'll i will you know, I got a bourbon in hand. I'm flipping through the tin. Yeah, I, but I, I gotta look I, now that knowing what we know now, you you, I, you just look at the shows a little bit, you know, more critically. You do look at them differently. Like you're like, hmm. hmm. But the yeah. problem, the thing, the thing that kind of pushes that back a little bit is that you know, you know that show. Like if you were coming to it now, you wouldn't watch it. Right. You'd be like, oh fuck this. But you know the show, so like the uh, where they're singing the Ray Charles to the grandparents. That's still one of my favorite in television yeah, yeah. history. That's one of my favorite. The moments. nighttime is the right time. Yeah, when they're singing the nighttime and the right time. They did time. two of those, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, do two. the second one. But that first one was great. Yeah. First one was it? Was James Brown one of? Yeah, James it? Brown. Uh, yeah. uh, you know the nighttime. That's what I think. The yeah. first one was nighttime. Yeah. Night and day is a right night and day. That's that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. That's one of my literally, and I watched a lot of TV growing up. That's one of my favorite moments. Was James Brown? From I got the feeling. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yep. To me, that blows away the the mash ending when they're flying away and the, the goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that blows that away. <laughs> and the mash ending is good. Don't think it's not, but it ain't. It ain't that. I never watched Mash. No. Uh, me neither. It's just Bill like, Cosby yeah. does the ba- baby, <laughs> baby. That shit is so good. <laughs> shit is so good for a rapist yeah I, I, after that all came out I posted it a couple times how do you feel about this now yeah <laughs> how do you feel about this well now? then you gotta re-examine a lot yeah, of like, the shit I, that yeah. you like I keep rewinding certain moments in the show that just seemed that seemed creepy to me even before but now I see it even more creepy like the one part where like uh, he was talking to uh, Martin 
Denise's uh, husband, mm-hmm. and you know he got this big like you know big you know grit of pride when he found out that you know Denise was a virgin on their wedding night. I'm like, what? What do you care? <laughs> what is that? What is like? The, the, what is? Yeah, you should. Like, 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 why does that make you not a happy? You know, yeah, it's, it's not like, a victory. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. A, or is it a defeat? Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, nothing. It's like, okay, it's yeah. nothing to you. Like I really didn't really need to know that, that's but you know, that, and, and even if it, she wasn't, you know, that's that Louis bit, yeah, uh, where he said, "My daughter's gonna have sex. What am I gonna do?" Like you're not gonna do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna do nothing. What if it's bad? Oh, she's gonna have a lot of bad sex. <laughs> By the way, I was watching Blackish the other day, and they did a Louis bit, and I was reminded of what um, Judah said. Apparently, during the Oscars. Um, was the host Kimmel did a did one of Judah's jokes. Judah posted it on Instagram and on Facebook. Do you remember the joke? Um, no, no, it was like a throwaway line that Judah did. But the thing is that Judah is not a reactionary guy. We all know Judah. Judah's yeah. not a reactionary guy. So if Judah says it, I believe it. What Judah did say was he didn't blame Kimmel. He blamed the writers in the writers' room, right? Because they watch comedians and they just grab their jokes. Okay, I'm watching Blackish the other day, which is a great show, a great show with a lot of insight. And they they go to it's supposed to be American Girl, but they call it something else, where they go to these doll companies, and the the only dolls they have are a slave. And um, someone who's who's a slave and is supposed to be Harriet Tubman. Those only black dolls they have. Well, Louis does a joke where he took his daughter to an American Girl party, and they were like, they had. He goes, I'm looking around because I've taken my kid to American Girl parties, and you walk around when you're there, you're not doing nothing. So you just walk around, look at all the dolls. There are no black dolls. There's one. (laughs) He goes like, I saw this one black doll. She was a maid, (laughs) a maid. So Louis Louis did like a. And you know Louis bits are long. It's about four minutes on this thing, and I'm like, the whoever was in that writing room saw that bit because it was literally the exact same bit. It was yeah, the should, exact same bit. We should just like is that something that someone else could think if they saw it? Possibly, but the way they did the bit, I was like, it's the same. Sh- it's the exact same shit. It's the exact same. Because the only reason I say that is I I had I mean I've probably talked about this. Well, before. you lost a bit. Yeah, I didn't lose a bit. I had this is years ago on Last Comic Standing. Um, one of the early seasons, I got like a couple of emails one day. Oh shit, man, that dude stole your joke. And I'm like, well, what? What? You didn't see Last Comic Standing last night? And I hadn't been watching it. So I went and you could stream it online, I guess. And I went and saw the clip. And this dude had a bit that was so close to a bit of, not just in in the content, but in like the rhythm of the bit. The, you know, it, it, was, it was different references for the punchlines, but it was like, the setup, the structure of the bit, the rhythm bit was the same. Mm-hmm. And this guy had never seen me. And I knew people who knew him. And so I asked people that I knew in L.A. because he was in L.A. And they were like, no, he's not a hack. And he had been in New York before, but this is before I moved to New York that he went to L.A. So there's no way we would have crossed paths mm-hmm. unless he was passing through this area. And I would have known because I knew who he was. I mean, he had a couple TV credits before that. I looked at his premium blend. He had another bit that was the same premise as something that I had. It wasn't the exact same bit, but the same premise. So I was like, well, maybe me and this guy just think alike. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's uncanny how close the jokes two different people write are. I mean, this was not like a one-liner. This was, you know, a minute, minute and a half long joke that was so like beat for beat similar to my joke. 
But I don't think he stole it. I, it wouldn't make sense. This was before YouTube, before people had all their clips on YouTube. There's no way he would have seen me or I would have seen him. So sometimes I'm like, well, it's, it is possible that two comics who think alike can experience the same situation. Yeah. This, the bit I'm talking about was about not drinking and being around all your friends, all oh, drink, friends who drink. drink. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't drink who's a comic who experiences being around drinkers all the time is going to have someone say, I'm going to get you drunk. And that was the premise of the bit. Like, as soon as you tell people you don't drink, all they want to do is get you drunk. So two comics have that same situation. They're going to write a joke about it. Right. Janelle James texted me one day via Facebook. You know Janelle? Yeah. She texted me one day via Facebook. She was like, isn't this the, the video you did? Remember that video I shot in Richmond? I shot over the course of a day. It's the day yeah. in the life of a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And it's at one point in the video, I'm dancing to whoop that trick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have, have you seen that? No. Pull it up, Andy. Let him, let him show okay. you. <laughs> But it's, right. still, it's still on YouTube, and I'm dancing to whoop that trick. Was it the uh, the uh, Academy Award winning uh, whoop that trick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, from yeah, the Academy yeah. Award winning whoop that yeah, trick. Yeah. Whoop okay. that trick is a great song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song no, because actually, it's you know, simplistic it, and it's driving. And for that scene in the movie, that shit was amazing. <laughs> I think I think my my like you know <laughs> manufactured hip hop classic Phaedric is uh. Uh, booty butt cheeks from the Boondocks. I, do you know how often I sing that song? Sometimes yeah. I'll just be driving my car yeah. saying "Booty butt yeah. cheeks." That is booty a classic. Booty butt cheeks. Booty butt cheeks. Will you stop singing that song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> booty butt, and then you got to end with "rump." <laughs> <laughs> booty butt cheeks. Uh, great a, song. Yes. By uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Thugnificent. Thugnificent. Yeah. Why did that show go away? Because Aaron McGrew didn't want to do it anymore. That's what I think. He was probably getting tired of dealing with people. A Comedian on the Road. That was the name of the That was clip. the one I did. Basically, yeah. the clip was juxtaposed. Here's what people think I'm doing. Here's what I'm actually doing. Yeah, so run it. All day, right? Yeah, this is what I I did. And this is on YouTube. If you want to see it, people, go to YouTube. Four I haven't posted in a long ago. time. Yeah. This is pre-teeth uh, job. There you go, Larry. Randolph. Right. I'm in a hotel room in Richmond, Virginia. Why am I here? Because I'm performing at the Richmond Funny Bone this week. And it was very nice. I had a great time. Two-star hotel? Tonight, and I'm on my way it's back to the okay. surprise. The reason why I'm making oh, this video for really good hotel. because before I they was had leaving, fucked off the, the condo. Oh, okay. So they had to put us in a hotel. It was a good hotel. When they're waiting to perform at night. When he asked me that, I asked him, well, what do you think it is that we do? It was pretty interesting because he said, well, I think you guys do this. Running on a treadmill. Running on a treadmill. Yeah. And this. Riding in the green room. Looking at my notes. And this. Whatever you may give me the first time, that's all you got. On stage. On stage. Getting laughs. We don't hold anything back. Right? I said, well, that's close. But it's actually more like this. Laying in bed. Mm. Asleep. Black eye curtains. This. Sitting up, watching Sports uh, Center, eating uh, pop, uh, Taco Bell. But I learned very quickly because we had a terrible. This. Sitting on the toilet, reading a paper. Some of this. Listening around in my boxes to whoop that trick. And this. Uh, it says censored. censored. <laughs> that last one was me masturbating. 
for the third time. So that's what it is that we do, most comedians do, when okay. we're on the road during the day. I hope you guys found this informative. I enjoyed bringing it to you. I'm Randolph Terrence, and I have to go because I have another show that I'm getting ready to do tonight. So I'll see you guys. And by getting ready, I mean I have to go masturbate again. Okay, so I shot that uh, well over three, four years ago in Richmond. Janelle sends me a clip of a guy. She goes, ain't this this video? Ain't this exactly like the video you shot? It was exactly like the video I shot, which I would let it go for parallel thinking, except he had himself dancing. To whoop that trick? No, he okay. had himself dancing to some white guy. But wouldn't that be a parallel thought? I would it? I think so. You know, I don't know. I think so. I I don't know. The the way I look at that, I honestly don't know. I in my mind, I was like, I was like, yeah, he stole it, but so what? <laughs> well, so I had it. a um, recently a month ago, someone posted a status on Facebook. We it was me, you, and Courtney were hanging out, and someone posted a status on Facebook about uh, Trump. Uh, it's like uh, if only Trump would have gotten into art school, mm-hmm. and. I had posted that the day after the election, mm-hmm. and I got like just randomly got like a hundred plus likes. I didn't even think it was that great of a joke, but whatever. It's classic Hitler reference. If only Trump had got into art school. And uh, this guy who posted it, I went back. He liked my original post. Yeah, he bit it from you. So, but he it was parallel. I mean, not parallel, but it was like he, a, it he regurgitated yeah. it unconsciously. Yep. I it I you. took a screenshot and posted it as a comment. I was like, really? <laughs> then I posted yeah. a screenshot of him liking it. Yeah, he bit it from you. Yeah, but it wasn't. Conscious is what I'm saying. Give me the credit. Now, have you? <laughs> he, he deleted the post, but it wasn't a conscious thing. Where and he, was he like, deleted the post. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't three months later going to say, "Now I'm going to do that Trump joke that I yeah. read on Facebook three months ago." It popped into his head. He thought, "Oh yeah, if I was making a video like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, just like goofing off in a hotel room dancing mm-hmm. makes perfect. Like if you're riffing things to do, that's mm-hmm. one of the things you would think of. You know, I don't think that's a an unusual yeah. thought. I heard the mother of all biting bits stories from Brad Williams. Yeah. You know who Brad Williams is? Yeah, yeah. yeah Dwarf yeah. comedian. Yeah. So uh, I was open for him at uh, the Comedy Factory, and he was telling me uh, the time before that he was there. So uh, the, the, the feature act, you know, goes up Thursday, does the show, watches Brad's show. All right. Oh, then <laughs> same week. Friday. Same week? Say, Friday, he goes up. Next All day. right. And 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 does and, and and you know goes through his regular set, but then he ends up ending his set with Brad's closer. Oh come on! Yes, and if you know anything about Brad's closer, it's very specific. Should have had him fired, and, and, it, and it works because it's him. Because Should have had him fired. He did. He basically yeah. I had to get had to get uh, I got him fired off the thing because basically he did Should he went fired. up. Brad's closer is basically brings a girl up on stage and he gives her a lap dance. And so he brought the girl up on stage to lap dance. So the his 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 feature act was was dying on the early show and he's like, well, I want to end big. So he did Brad's closer, brought a girl up know, on stage and did the lap dance bit. And do Brad's you know and he, who his feature is. No. Here's what Brad did. Brad open with the clothes. Uh-huh. That's what I would have did. <laughs> That's what I would have like. Yeah. Let me show you guys how this is really done. And then I would open with the clothes. But he, but he didn't tell me who his feature was. But this is the other fired thing. Fired right there on the spot. Yeah. This is the other thing that can happen there because a comic giving a girl a lap dance is not. It's something that I've seen, you know, yeah. quite a few times. Right. That's not necessarily so. But I've, I've seen this though. I've okay. seen it for Brad because Brad Williams is a dwarf. But I'm yeah. saying so I, that's I, perfect. It's not, I said. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. this feature act might have might do that in his set anyway. Maybe he, yeah. he's been doing that for years. But I've seen this happen where, like, when I'm featuring, if I watch the headliner and he does stuff that's 
similar in topic to stuff that I have, I'll just not do it on the next show. Yeah, I don't want to step on that. And Larry, I know you do it too. That's yeah. what a professional. Yeah, technically, does. it's the headliner's job to work around the openers, but he's not always going to watch the openers. Right, and, and especially if they're getting ready to record, if they're work, if they're running this hour, they don't want to like mix it up. I'm like, oh, you know what? You talk about that a lot. I'm going to not do that bit on the next show because right. it'll be redundant. And if this guy legitimately had a lap dance bit, which I've seen lots of comics do, and then he saw Brad Williams do it, then that what he should have thought was, I'm going to make sure I'm, I don't do that this week. No, you know? it was, th- this was not a situation where this guy normally does a lap dance bit. Okay, he just basically like, oh, that worked. I'm going to, you know. So he literally just stole, yeah, stole it the next uh, day. No, nah, I'll do it the next yeah. goddamn day. Yeah, and did it? Did he do well with it? Did it get laughs? <laughs> yeah, but I, like, even if it did, it's besides the point. I'm saying, did it, like, was it like this big? Like, did it hit as hard? No, it didn't hit it nearly <laughs> as hard because he's yeah. doing a, a watered down version. Yeah, of it. pretty yeah. much. And then he, and Brad Williams comes up. Well, Brad, he just didn't do his regular closer. Yeah, you know, but, he, he, but he, he confronted the guy. He's like, he's like, what the hell? Yeah, he goes, and the guy's like, oh man, sorry, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was in the moment, dude. No, I was, I wasn't going over well, so I, I you know, I had to end big. You know, no, you don't have to end big. Yeah, that'd you know? been hilarious if he got murked up by yeah, a dwarf. Yeah, you got to end. <laughs> you have to get <laughs> got your stage. ass beat by a dwarf in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> Brad now, Williams fucked the shit out this comic in the green room. When you work with Brad Williams, I mean, there's a juxtaposition because you're like six seven, and he's like seven. Yeah, well, like he's six, the six. seven of six. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, you guys, like, does he six. play off that? Does he bring that? Yeah. Up? Oh yeah, he definitely yeah. talks about that when he comes up on yeah. stage. This is Larry. Say hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Okay. Trimer's Not daughter. yet, but in a little bit. Go. I do know. Trimer's daughter. Where's mommy? Okay, be careful going on the stairs. Yeah, that was, Brad Williams was the second uh, little person dwarf that I've opened for. And Tanya both, Lee? Both, Did you open for Tanya Lee? No, I opened for uh, this guy, Little B, who's on the the, the Comedy Zone circuit. <laughs> the rapper? Uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> The based god? The funny thing was, uh, he... Uh, it, it, people thought it was just hysterical that I was opening for a little guy, but uh, he, uh, I was talking to him like after the show, and he had just gotten out of jail, yeah, to yeah. make the gig because <laughs> the week before he was in uh, he was in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, and he got busted for DWI between the club and the hotel. Now I've done this club, yeah, and I'm like, wait. That hotel is literally half a mile like four feet from the club. <laughs> like you could feet. you could walk there right. if you wanted to. Well, it's, because, like a like mile, goes, it's like a mile for him. Though. I know, yeah, I know. It's a lot longer. <laughs> it's a half like, mile for you, you and busted? me. It's only a half mile from the club. He goes, uh, like, so, uh, Sony must have saw me drinking at the club and alerted the cops. You know. Oh, okay. Because he thought I can drink here. I'm just going to drive half a mile back. Well, you, yeah. Plus, you know, it's if you're three foot eight and you have two beers yeah, yeah you're, you're gonna done. hit the limit real yeah. quick yeah so and the thing is if you get uh, arrested in dwi in that part of tennessee you can't have somebody wire in your bail money oh, somebody really? has to basically drive they there go there bail go bail. there with cash in oh, hand and horrible. bail you out of jail so somebody you know he had to call somebody in his family who lives in north carolina and they had to drive the six hours to tennessee bail him out and then he had to drive you know the the <laughs> The rest uh, of the then yeah, had a back. court date and go back. Then you got to yeah. go back for the court date. Yeah. Yep. Life of a road comic. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. 
<laughs> I don't drink at shows unless the the hotels like <laughs> right attached to the club. Yeah, inside. Attached. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those are good. Those yeah, are good. That, that's a good gig. Yeah. Hotel man, I remember right upstairs. Remember those Wiseacre days, man? When I yep. used to drink. Yeah. <laughs> when I used to drink. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. Me, and, me and Mike Stork on a show one time, and the and the, the audience kept sending us shots and shots and shots, and then yeah. Shannon, the bartender from uh, the Comedy Factory, came down with a case of booze. Us, man, <laughs> we were so wasted. All you like, got to do yeah. is make it to the elevator. Yeah, just walk yeah. to the elevator as long as you can get there. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you're going to hit the right floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Push all the buttons. Push all the buttons. Your key is only going to work at your door. You just got to get there. <laughs> oh, Andy and I went to go see uh, Rock last Sunday. I'm going me, to June. Me, Andy, and Petey. Uh-huh. Yeah. That shit was so good. Oh, God. Yeah, it was yeah, really He's done a, he done a special since it before was, Barack got it elected, right? It was so good. It was disheartening. Oh, uh, you, you just, <laughs> just want to quit? You just, <laughs> like, so, I was like, Andy, off. when I got the car, Andy was like, back to the drama board. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it seemed like he's been listening to this podcast. It did. Because yeah. literally, he's like, talking about just, a lot of the same this shit. This is the podcast. That we're talking about. Yeah. And he it's like, oh, okay. So I had a thing about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you <laughs> opened you opened with my opener that I've been using. Oh well, yeah. Artie hosted Artie Fuqua, which I was yeah. so happy to see when he watched it. I was like, look at Artie up there shining. I was able to talk to Artie afterwards. Artie's literally the best host I've ever seen, hands down. Killed going it. away. Okay, He's the best host I've ever I've ever seen. For those who don't know, Artie was in the car with Tracy Morgan. I've talked about it before on the podcast. He was in the car with Tracy Morgan. Uh, he was really fucked up. Yeah, he was sidelined for like a year, right? Yeah, gone him for a and while. Tracy, he had to learn how to walk again. He had to learn how to talk again. And this is coming off of not not even two years before he had lost his son, who was playing basketball, caught an elbow in the temple and died. Just boom, right there on the accident. spot. Freak accident. Playing basketball. Um, but Artie's a really, really good dude, and he's a really funny dude. And he's a really positive dude. Now you wouldn't think he, he shouldn't. He doesn't have any reason to be positive, but he's a really positive dude. Yeah, and, and he's uh, uh, he's one of those guys that you meet him twice, and it's you feel like you're his one of his best friends. Yeah, like he just brings you in. Yeah, he's a good. He's a really good dude. And I've been knowing him for a minute from when I was living in New York, and we've been kind of staying in touch, particularly when he's going through the stuff with his son and stuff like that. So uh, when I saw him standing up in the, he was in the box section. Went over yeah. there and spoke with him. We went over there and spoke with him. Yeah. And Janelle a little bit because it was already opening and then Janelle came out and did basically a feature act. Then did a break. Mm-hmm. Intermission. Intermission. And then we thought, oh, Artie will come back and just rally everything. Nope. Oop. Chris they just, comes out. They just turned on some music, put the put the CR logo up. Chris yep. just walked out. Lights go down. Wow. And we all stood up and clapped. Yeah. You will stand up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all stood up and clapped. <laughs> we, we all stood up and clapped. Are, you, ex- are you excited? Until that, he uh, told us to sit down. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you excited that uh, W. Uh, Camus Bell is uh, coming to uh, the draft house? Is he? Is it? He's on the website. They must have just added that. They must have yeah, added that. I think uh, sometime in June. I've never seen him live. Neither have I. I will go Me watch. Either. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to see him live because what I've seen has just been short snippets. Right. You know, yeah. Here and there. I mean, I watched his his hour. I didn't see that. The ending racism in about an hour or something like that. It's uh, just a. It's like a one man show kind of thing. Yeah. It's funny, but it's more um, preaching to the choir. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But it's it's. Uh, I just watched Roy Wood's hour. It's nothing like Roy Wood's hour. Like Roy Wood has got jukes. Yeah, and he's also got sharp, insightful stuff about about uh, well politics and race and stuff. Yeah, like that. and he, he he's 
you know, doing it for Comedy Central. So I'm guessing he's like, well, it's you know, I'm on the sh- the network anyway, so they're going to promote it. So you know what? I'm going to save my big guns for when people come see me because yeah. I like I've opened for them in Baltimore at the factory and like you know, you know, you want to talk about just like you know making the walls bleed, you know, just murdering the entire crowd. You know, that show was crazy. Yeah. You know, he, you know, just, he's a brilliant comic and yeah, he can just, you know, bust out a room like, you know, right. a few others can. Right. That's how I felt watching Chris. But Chris is on such a high level above us. It was literally like watching a master class of a guy. And you could watch him as, as comedians we know. I'm like, oh, he's still working this material. He's using us to work this material. Out. Yeah. He's yeah. still working this material out. Well, he's it- crushing us. With not even all the way done material, so now I want to see the special. They also made you give up your phones. You got to give up your phones when you go in. Yeah, they lock them in a little bag, and you can carry the bag, but it's locked down. You can't. So, which is smart? Is it is it good that you know we haven't seen Chris do like a special in like over eight years? Is that is that Has part it been of that it? Long? Yeah, yeah. Kill the Messenger was before Barack got elected. Wow. Yeah. And then he did a couple movies. Did a couple movies, but he hasn't done any special specials yeah. wow. or any type of like you know like live comedy things in well, that's eight years. It's interesting you said it. it is good because I I did my uh, Randolph review afterward of he was way more insightful than I've I've ever seen him be talking about himself. It's just more insight into himself. Like he's very insightful as far as politics and and what's going on in society, but very rarely does he go deep in depth into himself right he did this time oh yeah and it was fucking good okay <laughs> this black lady behind us this older black lady behind yeah, us was yeah. like mm. and i looked <laughs> back i said there's a knowing laugh yeah there's a knowing laugh there <laughs> she started laughing this, this, he was very insightful no, there's about no himself. other <laughs> there's no other sound that is both like <laughs> withering and rallying at the same time yeah. that a black woman going because mm. <laughs> she I, drug it out too i was mm, like oh mm. <laughs> she like, laughed when i said that i said there's a knowing sound yeah huh? <laughs> i was i was doing a show one time and uh i don't know what they were thinking but they sat three middle-aged black female cops at the table that is right in front of the stage all right and i'm killing the rest of the room and as soon as the laughter dies down three of them in unison mm. Yeah, you know, I, like, I love them. Yeah. I love them. I, I love them. A couple oh, times, a couple times, I, time. I got laughs out of them. I was yeah. like, "All right, all right, like, all right. I'm I, got, I got you two <laughs> twice during the show. You know, I, I'm good." But I'm like, validated. Yeah, but the rest, they were just they were just sitting there, just in judgment of Yo like ass. the stuff I was talking about the whole time, just like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> And then after the show, they come up to you like, that was we, great. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. They just, <laughs> they just walk by. They, 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 they gave, like they gave you, you the cut eye mm. on the way out the club, man. I'm outside yeah, selling great, t-shirts, just, CDs, and, and whatever. <laughs> what what on the way out of the show. What's worse yeah. is you get the, if you get the, mm-mm. Yeah, two of them. That is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. they give you yeah. the. Uh-uh, they're saying over. they're just saying don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like when you're in front of a black crowd, the, the, this is what you want. Speak on it. That's what you want yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's when you are not only are you making them laugh, you are coming up with some real, you know, issues, and you ain't talking about any BS. And if they're not laughing, if you get a that's right instead of a laugh, you're like some kind of cosine. Yeah, that's fine too. Cosine yeah. is great. It, sometimes in lieu of a laugh, you'll just get a cosine. And like, all I, right, want, that's... I want the old school good times right on. You know, that's what I want. <laughs> or like in the Def Jam days, it would just be 
dapping up some some guy in the front row. Dap is up. real good, but yeah. that doesn't happen as much. I mean, Def Jam was was uh, yeah. the stage was right on the crowd too. Yeah. But like, someone would get off a good line, and some guy up front would just dap him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dap is real good. Like, instead and of then, laughing, uh, he was just. Or, you know, you Rock did afterwards, which I thought was interesting. I hadn't seen. He stayed and shook hands with people in the front of the audience. He walked across the line, shook hands with people, shook hands with people, shook hands with people, shook hands with people while the music was playing, and then walked off. Took his coat off and walked off. Okay. You know, I thought it was pretty good. And then Janelle and Janelle and Artie came out and were in the box. And as people were walking by, we're talking to him. Yeah. So we just spoke with, we weren't able to talk to him for a long period of time. People were really trying, oh, you're so good. Good, all that kind of stuff. I was like, (laughs) you don't want to horn in on them, trying to get their moment. Got to get those Twitter followers up. Yeah. Yeah. The receiving line. By the way, Janelle did great. She's very funny. Very funny. Her hair flips. I tweeted out her. I texted her the next day. I said, "Your hair flips, though." She was like, "Yeah, it's a learned thing. <laughs> you got to learn how to do it." She's very funny. She's very funny. So I mean, it's a great show. You're gonna love it, man. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, as a, I, as a I, comedian, as just a fan, because you're gonna walk in just as a fan. You're gonna love it as a fan of comedy, but as a comedian, just the master class of it. Yeah, because there's. I hate to say it. It's just you know. You get those people that they hit a certain plateau and they 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 stop growing. Oh, he's growing. He's yeah, you know, pushing. and, and it's growing. great to see somebody who yeah. is at the top of the heap still striving for for yeah. excellence in, you know, because there there are certain comics who I won't name that were you know twenty years ago you know they were they were Chris Rock's peers, mm-hmm. you know, in, in to a certain degree, and now you know you see clips of their their most recent stuff, and you're just like, oh, yeah. they're just they're just. Yeah, I like heard his. bad things about Martin Lawrence's new. new well, I didn't want to go there, yeah. but yeah, it's but I haven't horrific. Seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, saw, I couldn't get through it. Yeah, but, I, like, even even as far back as Run Tell That. Yeah, there was one good bit in it. Yeah. One. But if you look at his old stuff, he was a beast. I mean, it was, that's Chris Rock has that story. But what made him get better was because oh he, yeah, he had to follow Martin uh, one weekend. And Martin was destroying, and Chris Rock was like, just post SNL a name, but couldn't hang. And yeah, that's what motivated him. Yeah, Chris. Chris actually said, "It's like you know, he goes, he said, at that point in my life, I could cover all my bills just on one show a month." Yeah, mm-hmm. and he admits he got lazy. Yeah, he does like, well, if I, like, can you imagine if he only had to do like one theater show and it was going to sell out, and that covered all your everything yeah, you had to do? Everything. Yeah. You wouldn't write. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Why would you? Like, and some of the some of the stuff that's depicted in top ten. I'm sorry, top five. Yeah, you know that stuff like from straight from his yeah. road stories. Yeah, I think I think top five really opened up the door as far as um, the insight into himself. Uh, because that's that's his family that yeah. he's showing you, you know. And then he really talks about his divorce. Like is it this one. is it true that like like the 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 kind of like the the kind of thing that precipitated his divorce was like him being on screen with uh, Rosario in top I five? I don't think so. I, he just I don't want to give you the act. But okay. The big thing was he was just like it wasn't a good marriage. Okay. It wasn't a good marriage, and um, he wasn't a good husband to her. Uh, I remember him in an interview where he was talking about he was on NPR. And uh, you know the little the little lady who does the interviews on NPR, yeah. really nice older white lady. Like, there's anybody other than older white? Is that women Amy Goodman? NPR, I think or it's her. Like that, where he did the top five, and he was saying how they were gonna take their kids to Disney and to Disneyland. Him and his wife, and they were gonna take the kids, 
And they get to Disneyland, and there's a reality film crew there. And he tells his wife, what the fuck is this? And his wife goes, oh, we're going to be part of a reality show. Oh. He was like, what? Oh. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> what? Uh-uh. I don't want the kids to be. First of all, I have no reason to be on a reality show. Yeah. So, there's, I don't want the kids on a reality show. Yeah. What? I don't want them on this. He goes, so he was like, we did it, but for the rest of the day, he was pissed off. Oh, I would have been. So if you watch his special now yeah. when he talks about knowing your place, that's the yeah. first shit I thought of when I saw that. Well, that was top five involved, right. the reality show. Right. You know, The like, reality show yeah. of top five. So there's there's a, he's been showing you what was going on in his marriage. He yeah. shows you, but he shows you obliquely. He doesn't come out and say it. Yeah. Well, this time he said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he said it. Yeah, you so <laughs> when you look at it, like I, I, I think you know as much as Dave Chappelle has been handed like the 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 mantle of like you know being the next Richard Pryor, I think Chris Rock, I think so, too. is more deservedly so gets so that too. because simply it's like if you just look at Pryor's arc, yeah, you know like he was always like you know insanely personal with what he talked about and stuff, and if you go look back at all of his specials. All of them hold up. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, yeah, all of them yeah. hold up. That New Rock. Orleans one is great. Yeah, the New Orleans <laughs> one was great, you know. And uh, do you know the story behind uh, Live on Sunset Strip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He did like, it over two days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, he went the first night and just things weren't clicking. He was just like, all right. <laughs> so he had to come back <laughs> what and do it again. What yeah. else? What do you guys want to talk about? Went back and did it again the next night. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that really struck me watching Rock. I was like, oh, he's yeah, he's telling us now. Because he talks, you know, he's a master. He's a master craftsman. Now, I haven't seen Chappelle since. He's got his coming, too. Yeah. He's got and, two coming out this month. The thing about Chappelle that should make everybody want to watch Chappelle is that Rock says Chappelle is the best. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. But Rock says. Rock says Chappelle's the only one he's afraid of following. That tells you yeah. the level that you should hold Chappelle in. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, I'll like yeah. You know, but I put Rock above Chappelle too. Yeah, <laughs> because if there's no Rock, there's no Chappelle in my mind. Yeah, you know that's just how I think. But I put Rock above above Chappelle. But I feel like they're both kind of in the same. So I expect Chappelle to bring me some of the same. The, but when I got out of Rock. I expect to get out of Chappelle. Too. There's very few comics that I eagerly await what their next thing is going right. to be, and, and you know it's right. Ch it's Chappelle, it's Chris Rock, it's Patton Oswalt. Yeah, his, uh, that one. That one. I'm waiting on the one now about his wife passing away. Yeah, That's and because uh, he's doing bits about it. Was it was just a Warner Theater that. last yeah. week. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. Doing that show. Patton Oswalt so. had a bit on not the, the last CD, but the one before that. That what's going on, ladies? Lord me, trying to raise daughter. <laughs> well, yeah. she acts like she lives here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 had this bit about selling out. Uh, that's where, a great bit. Yeah, where he I goes to the hotel. That's yeah, a great. Yeah, we did the casino gig. <laughs> yeah, he, King uh, of Queens. Yeah. King of Queens. I was like, you know, and I, and I was like, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's so, you know, it illustrates like you know what is wrong with the state mm -hmm. of comedy today mm -hmm. and why he's a genius because he managed to is like mm -hmm. to poke fun of that and have it be brilliant and understandable, you know, at the same time. Did because you watch you the last are, Netflix special? Yes. The bit he did about um, the religious people talking very well and talking really nice, uh -huh. and they're saying all this heinous shit, but because they're saying it nicely, 
you just let it blow by. Yeah. As opposed to like I some don't. dude. Uh, well, we yeah. don't yeah. because yeah. We, I think it's a big part of it's because we're all comedians. Yeah. So we are all listening like that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that that's bullshit. We're also you know what else comedians are really good at? Good ones. And I'm not tooting our horns here, but beep beep. Uh <laughs> is is reading body language and reading uh the unspoken cues of people. Yeah. We're really good at that. You better be uh-huh. <laughs> or you ain't gonna make it as a comic. Yeah. You better learn how to read how to read, you know. Yeah, I mean, and he it, was it, saying how these guys just talk this shit. He said, but then you have a problem with because it's a problem with language. So some dude stands up and says the, the guy's got a wife beater and a jeans on is like, hey, well, I mean, what do I care if if woman wants to man wants to get her penis cut up? Yeah. So what? Who cares? You know, she want to has it has a penis and a vagina looks like a. Cooch, I don't care. You know, he's like, yeah, this guy, he's not saying it right, but listen to what he's saying. Yeah. As opposed to these people who are saying it right, but they're saying heinous shit, Mike Pence of the world, <laughs> and people like that, Rick Santorum of the world. Everybody in politics. But you're worried about, because you don't like the way this guy said, the big thing was that they didn't like the fact that RuPaul used the word tranny. Like, you're pissed off at RuPaul? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, seriously, what's wrong with you? Yeah, here's and here's the think thing. Think that <laughs> through. I think that you know, as much as you know, we as a culture of people and black people especially, where you know we are so tuned into everything. Did you get what you needed, ladies? No, it's around here somewhere. As we throw out the word training, yeah. where they look, where's the uh, Easter basket? I think. Oh, oh, it is almost Easter, I guess. Yeah. Got to start early. We the thing is like we've got all this information, but zero focus. You know, you know. Yeah. Where it's like you know, for like one minute, one minute we could be you know, most like radical, turned on Malcolm X figures, and then something will pop up, and all of a sudden we're like D Thomas from What's Happening. You know, where you know, it's like he's like, oh my god, they're doing all this stuff with the government. It's like, oh, oh, what, what, Rima dropped the, the right, diss track, right? right. Ooh, oh, what's Nikki gonna do? You look know, the shiny thing, yes, which I don't have a problem with that, but don't lose track of the of this other thing, yeah, don't lose track of it. You can, you can do both, but do both, yeah, <laughs> don't lose prioritize, track. don't lose track of the of the thing, you know, well, or just don't treat everything like it's the next distraction in your feed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. put, put them all on the not, same. Because a lot of people are using social media just to get through their cubicle day. Yeah, what what can take me away for ten minutes to now? It could be a serious thing, could be a silly thing, could be a fucking cat video. And some people do just oh, next day, next next barrage of right, shit right. to get me through this. And then it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that thing from two days ago. That was yeah. well, it, it, just distraction. By the way, new new podcast, distraction, combat Jack who I had forgotten about. Right. And I fell back into him because of Angela Rye. Combat Jack. Go to Combat Jack on iTunes. Check him out. Okay. It's a good podcast. A lot of hip-hop shit, a lot of political shit. Right. It's good. He is a Georgetown lottery. The dude knows what the fuck he's doing. He's <laughs> highly intelligent. The Georgetown lottery, you decide. J.L. Kovan. Doesn't really mean shit. J.L. Kovan. Kovan. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, it's it's a good podcast. It's a really good podcast. They're quick, maybe an hour, yeah, maybe a little more. It talks to a lot of different people. 
Uh, I'm listening to Michael Eric Dyson right now. That's a good one because he, he likes to quote rap lyrics and he's a preacher. It's uh, <laughs> hilarious. He, he does a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, does a lot of that. But he's highly intelligent. So hang in there with you him. Think, and you think the the uh, the, uh, the the church choir will go the way of the DJ? Like they'll, they'll be like, oh, we don't need a choir. We just got a DJ. Yeah, I mean, I, in Michael Eric Dyson's church, you would. He actually preaches in Georgia. Chopping up him, a hail of Jackson I hear him stuff, sometimes you know? on the radio on Sundays. He's preaching. He's a good preacher. I can he's see a, that. He's a good preacher because he's really not, you know, you know how the black church does. Anti-homophobic. Anti. He's the anti-anti-homophobic. He calls people out for being homophobic. Yeah. He calls people out for being for being against the poor. He calls he calls out the black hierarchy in the church, which I like. In the words of Biggie. Yeah, he will do that occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) I saw him on CNN (laughs) last week because, you know, this is, uh, there's a role now in media where someone says some dumb shit. The media gives them like, like six, 72 hours of time to let the dumb shit be said. And then they bring on a smart person to refute the dumb shit. Yeah. And he's one of the smart people. Yeah. So he came out to refute some dumb shit. I think he was talking about Ben Carson. Yeah. With his slave comment. But, uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's the smart guy to, yeah, to sort of fix this whole situation, he's like, uh, in the in the words of Mike Tyson, it's ludicrous. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know if he owns that word, <laughs> but like it's like he, not even a rapper. Just, yeah, but we yeah. we got you. <laughs> yeah, I get well, it. I get well, it. Well, Mike's around over the hip hop world. Yeah, it's funny because um, Raul Peck was also on Combat Jack, the latest one. Raul Peck was making the rounds of the Black Podcast. Didn't didn't do three guys on, but okay. Nor the black <laughs> nor the black out tips, but okay. Yeah. Uh, was making oversight. It was an oversight. Oversight. And he was saying how you bring and he said, take climate change. You bring on somebody who he's a scientist who's been studying climate change for thirty years. You bring him on to discuss climate change. And then you bring on a guy to counter him. Just right. a guy. A guy who just <laughs> disagrees. Just, yeah, just but- a guy. And and the commentator, the person who's mediating the whole thing, gives them both equal weight. Yeah. It's right. like they're not of equal weight. I, I hate, I hate <laughs> this guy that. has knowledge. That guy has nothing. <laughs> you know? I hate that I live in a time in history that uh, people feel comfortable you know, coming out and saying with all like earnesty that they think the world is flat. Oh, like, it's like, it's like we you, you do realize on the podcast two weeks ago, we Jesus. got pictures from space. We literally right. talked about this yeah. two weeks ago where, uh, uh, Kyrie bas- Irving. basketball champion and noted scientist Kyrie Irving <laughs> is now convinced that the earth is flat. Jesus Christ. And yeah. then we had, we had Chris Miller on and we had a discussion about letting people have their opinions. You can't let people just have their. You cannot. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's just like dangerous. Just like those people are like, you know, oh, it's it's wrong to you know uh, punch Nazis in the head in the streets. No, it's like, not. It's like, wait, wait. If, if you if and you I were tag teaming somebody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were tag teaming yeah. somebody in comments. We were destroying people. Yeah. If, if <laughs> Larry you and I teamed up, <laughs> yeah, if you can't punch Nazis in who the head, can who, can can <laughs> who can you punch? Who can you? Well, I think that's their their ultimate. <laughs> Goal is to say no. you can't punch anyone. Well, my my point no, no, to that no, no, would no, no, no. just standing no, no. in the street. No, no, no. You no, no. can punch a Nazi, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Punch Nazis. I do, I do, punch them. If look, punch if, shit out of them. If <laughs> I, if I can get tased and hit in the head, right. Just because I didn't get my hands 
behind me fast enough. Yeah. You can get I punched can punch, just for being a Nazi. I could punch it. Yeah, yeah. Just for having that shitty haircut, you can get punched. Punch <laughs> yeah. right in the like, fucking if, face. Like literally, <laughs> like if, if you feel comfortable walking down the street with a with a swastika, you know, on you, you know, in right. public in broad daylight and you know Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm punching you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> punch shit out of you. Now, now, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say I'm gonna punch everybody I see with a swastika, but I reserve the right to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you should expect it. Yeah. Well, you want them to feel like they might get punched. Yeah. yeah. And least. I guess, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, it, here's the thing. Other countries hand Germany handles this. Yeah. They have a handle on it. They're trying. They've been trying. You run around, run around with some swastikas on and, and throw your hand up and here's see, the thing, here's see the thing. what happens. To like you white Germany. supremacists and Nazis, they are no good in a one-on-one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When it's when it's like ten to one. Oh yeah, they got their chest up. You know, yeah, they're talking yeah. with a lot of bass to voice. One on one, it's like yeah. boom. What'd you do that for? Because you were walking down the street, yeah. you know, in Nazi a hood ass. with a swastika. You know, you're like, Nazi yeah, ass. we're not, we're not going. We've been, we've seen where this goes. <laughs> oh, right. time is running. Let's do kill scene right quick. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on. I got to pull up the article. Pull it. Oh, you guys want to hear a clip of my CD real quick? Yes. I pulled that up too. Okay. Earlier. Want to hear a clip of mine? Oh, Rod wants to have you on. To do a CD, yeah, yeah. CD I haven't set the release got, date, but the edit is about done. So this week I'll probably actually. I got a new music CD out, so I, I, I yeah, I want to play a clip. All right, fantastic. Of you guys on that, that. Here's a clip from uh, my upcoming CD. It's a rough edit, guys. It's a rough edit. All right, I just finished my last box of Girl Scout cookies. Everybody, <laughs> you got yeah. more coming. I'm done. It's over. The long nightmare <laughs> is over. I ate the whole box at once, like it's supposed to. Isn't that the rule? Isn't that the serving size on the box? Just fucking eat. It says that. Just fucking eat. Just fucking eat until you taste cardboard. And then lick the cardboard for a little while. I was devouring these cookies. All right. I realized as I ate these cookies, I don't know anything about the Girl Scouts. I don't know shit about them. I have to look it up. The Girl Scouts are an organization dedicated to empowering young girls. But all we care about is they get in that kitchen once a year <laughs> and bake us some goddamn cookies. <laughs> and not so empowering there, little Becky. <laughs> What's that? You just built a swing set for blind orphans. I don't give a shit. How are those Thin Mints coming along? <laughs> Gonna hook me up, you empowered little girl. <laughs> All right, that's just a taste. That's just nice. A taste. A little teaser work. clip. Good uh, work. The uh, this release date will be set this week sometime. I'll, I'll start posting about it. Uh, sometime about a month from now, it'll come out somewhere around there. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, and we're going to try to go on on the Black Eye Tips. I got to do a Chris Lambert's podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else who has a podcast who would like to have me on, you know, I'll do it. I'll I'll come promote. Mm-hmm. Maybe Combat Jack. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll hit up Combat <laughs> Hey, Jack. Is that your real name? <laughs> Whatever your name is. Hey, Whatever dude. Whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Georgetown basketball, maybe so we David, have that Maybe David Feldman. Yeah, I'll, David Feldman. Yeah, he's, he's a big fan of mine. <laughs> um. So, Larry, you have a CD. Yep. Yeah, I actually did. Uh, yeah, I have a music CD. project that I do. Oh, by the way, we have a uh, a metal theme coming. Metal, metal from a, a listener is making a. Yep. Who's who's this? Yep, our man and 
I mean, should I get the name right? I don't want to. I don't a like metal people's names. Intro song. We have a metal intro song coming. We emailed back and forth a little bit about some names. Damon Ray York. Okay. Damon out of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, he plays in a band, right? Right. I think we're Facebook friends. He's looking at a. a I said metal. I said metal is fine with us. Yeah, obviously, of course. I said just driving and melodic. Yeah, he said that's exactly what I have in mind. He's None right of that there with scream us. Scream core bullshit. Right. <laughs> no, that does us no good. We need driving we can't and melodic. Make out what they're saying. He said more kill switch engage rather than Slayer. I was like, right. Yeah, well, either one's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, Slayer. I'm fine with Slayer. Slayer. It's just me melon. Mel, uh, I'm thinking Metallica, driving and melodic, driving and melodic. Yeah. You know. Uh, whatever he was he asking is, me for names and stuff like that. So it's appreciated, though. Yeah. And All either right. way, like I told him, look, either way, we're gonna have a good time with it. It's gonna be good, or it's gonna be bad. Either yeah. way, we're having a good time with yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> either way. Um. So, Larry is a musician, not just a comic. Right. Yeah, I have a, 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 a project called Scorn Star, and uh, it's basically uh, just like uh, whatever style of music I feel like doing, I just do it. Yeah, yeah. So wait, oh crap! This is she, your country. You know we gotta get Frankie country, to bring her songs in too. Yeah, she said she's going to. I don't think she's brought him in because she has songs from her old, old, uh, old days running around Hollywood with every famous person you've ever heard of. All, uh, all of them. Yeah, she has songs that she made back then. Did I put the right songs on this? Oh, you don't have them? Do you not have no, them? No, I got them, but like, uh, there's certain songs that are a little bit more uh, easier to swallow than others. <laughs> but, yeah, let's see. Let's see if this is the right version, because sometimes I put like the early versions of it, not the final version. Yeah, yeah. So you play guitar and drums? Yeah, but... Um, What's the style of music here? Uh, this is a... Hold on, let's see. Did you produce this too? Yeah. It's good. Man. Sounds good. Real good. This is the cars, right? Yep. Yeah, cars. Cover. Yep. So you just went ahead and covered covered the cars. No, actually Gary Newman. Well I'm sorry. Yeah. Gary Newman, but you added all yourself yeah pretty much uh, it's like everything is like just grab the vocals loops programs and that did uh, acoustic guitar and vocals it's good it's just all on the computer yeah yeah except except when, when I go in the studio when I actually go I actually go into an actual studio to record the vocals and the actual oh, okay. live instruments yeah yeah do understand this could be in a in a commercial for a car yeah <laughs> yeah i got it i'm dead ass yeah i know oh, i know making money behind yeah. this this could be in a commercial for a car easily 
ladies and gentlemen, the brand new 2018 <laughs> Honda. Hyundai. Yeah. yeah, it just it's right there for it. And then you saw some some smiling white girl driving into the distance. Or this could now be this, you know how they do like this is this is the part where it gets a little bit interesting. Okay. That's where she drives into the distance, and yeah. they put the MSRP, blah, 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 blah. You know what this could be, too? You know how they have, like, popular songs, but they have, like, a slower, melancholy version, and it's in a movie trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Game of Thrones, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. In tra- like, season yeah. eight. Those, those are depressing. Every guys. movie trailer has one of those songs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that could be, this could be that. It's yeah. like a lot of slow motion of people about to fall off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Or something. People Something's crashing about to cars. That's so, a good one. People crashing cars. Almost about, crashing. Or a movie about almost crashing. Or a movie about car racing where people are getting right. ready to go out and but race. Yeah, in the trailer, it's almost the crash. You just see the eyes get big, you know? So, okay, so on this, I got four, I got five songs. There's two versions of cars okay. on, the, on the EP. There is a Prince cover, there is a full on original metal song, and then there is an original song that, uh, is almost like a uh, a ripoff of like uh, like an outtake of a Princess Parade out. All right, I'll, let's. I want to hear the metal, the original hear the metal, metal song. song and All you gotta do is cover. get this into somebody into the right hands of somebody. Okay. We well, really let's go. Need to do this. Maybe one of our listeners. Let's go with the Jamie Prince. Kilsan. This is the Prince cover. Yeah. You play keyboard too? No, no. These are loops. Okay. Uh, okay. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Are these like built-in loops from like software or acid loop acid? libraries? Like they okay. I never fucked with that stuff. Little red Corvette. Who did the vocals? Hey, is that you? That's yeah, that's great. You sound very Englishman white, uh, new age, <laughs> new wave singerish. Yeah. I do. I do like a lot of like, uh, like that '80s like synth pop. Yeah. This, yeah. Like yeah. you sound Again, like you sound like you could that. be singing Amadeus right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very soundtracky. You should definitely be doing soundtracks. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine out in uh, LA who wants to work on some music with me. Yeah. He's trying to talk me into moving out to LA. I'm like, oh. You don't need to move now, though. Yeah. yeah. No, you the don't. foreign exchange proves that. Yeah. Although Nicolay moved to North Carolina, but they proved that. All you need is the tracks. And you can do everything online. Yeah, so that's the Prince cover. How long on the Prince cover? How long would it take or did it take for you to sort of arrange all that and play it? And Actually, it? I had the, I wrote this I wrote the music and I was having trouble coming up with lyrics and I was listening through kind of come with something and then like the lyric the, the the lines for a little red Corvette popped in my head and yeah, like, I was yeah. like that works with this song I wrote <laughs> so it was like a, a yeah. sideways cover it wasn't yeah pretty much it wasn't I wouldn't set out to the cars cover that's something I was like I, I you know I want to do like a mm-hmm. kind of folky acoustic version of yeah. cars uh, and then uh, you know for the metal song it was just like I got a I got a, a bunch of loop libraries of like metal song, metal tracks, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna <laughs> write something heavy." So this is the heavy metal song. We're gonna start moshing in a second. Yeah, we are about to mosh. 
The music brings to mind Marilyn Manson. Okay, I'll take that. It's not as sloppy. Marilyn Manson always struck me as sloppy. Controlled sloppiness, but does that make sense? Controlled sloppiness, but sloppy. This is tighter, which I like. Sounds good, man. I like it. It's and good. the production is good. Thank like you. It's well good. put together. But Damon, if you're listening, come on with it. Three guys on theme. This is kind of what I'm thinking, driving a melodic. Now, is this stuff anywhere online for people to stream? Yeah. CD Baby, iTunes. Go, CD Baby. Spotify? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, if, if, so, you, if someone doesn't want you to make any money, they can listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so Three whole cents. Yeah, if you put something up on uh, CD Baby, you could like pay the extra money, and they will just... like. Uh, Funnel it to all the other, yeah. Like, so yeah, it's that's what I'm gonna do with mine. iTunes and all the like, this as our my, outro today. My combi CDs and stuff like that. Uh, just because, I mean, unless you're gonna get sign a deal with some record label that's gonna run off with all the money, you might as well just yeah. It's so easy to and inexpensive yeah. to do it yourself these days. You might as well just do Go it. Ahead and stop this. We're gonna use okay. it as our outro. Okay. So with that, like, uh, is it just under Larry XL on CD? Uh, Baby? Scorn Star. Scorn Star. Scorn yeah. Star. Like porn star, but scorn. S C O R N or yeah. K. You gotta see. <laughs> so, and that's then good, uh, that's man. that's the, you know, like my my Trent Reznor nine ish nails ish type, you know, alter ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what was what was uh, the country singer's alter ego? Oh, Chris uh, Gaines. Chris yeah. Gaines. Garth Brooks is <laughs> that Chris Gaines. That worked so well, didn't it? <laughs> 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 I was living in Texas when that shit happened. Oh, my God. It's like, like you know <laughs> You know what? I'm sick and tired of just selling out stadiums and yeah. making all this money. You know what? Yeah. I was going to record this album and put it under somebody else's name and get a weird haircut. And, yeah. That's what I mean, an emo band for a change. Yeah. You know? I was, I'm going to take uh, take the hat off, let people see my real That's hair. That's what I wanted to be. Chris Gaines. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Look at, uh, look at Darius Rucker, man. Darius Rucker yeah, made the full transition from alt-rock guy country, to country guy, country which artist. I didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. When he started talking about it, I was like, there's no possible way. Yeah. And They're now he's like, he's that. headlining yeah, he's amphitheaters. A super, he's a superstar. There. I'm like, what? <laughs> Does he play like twangy versions of Hootie and the Blowfish songs? Yeah. I, I think wonder, there's like one or two Hootie songs that make it into the mix. But yeah. his albums, his solo albums have done, I don't know the country world for, for anything. But yeah. I think he does not well enough on the country things where he doesn't have to. But, you know, he can if he wants to. What do his other guys, in the what are the Blowfish doing? They're done. They don't. Well, are they just done done? They they, uh, I think they did like get back together for a tour once or twice after they sort of their heyday was over. I just don't yeah. think they're making music anymore. Here's together. the thing: if you had any type of like, we're in an age where if you had any type of amount of hits in a certain era, if you stay away long enough, you can come back and join up with other bands of your ilk yeah. and do like a, a, a big summer, like a summer cash grab, the nostalgia tour. tour yeah. yeah, because yeah. the '80s bands are doing the '80s like pop groups are doing it. Because right now there's a tour that's like Howard Jones, Men Without Hats, yeah. Katrina yeah. Without the Waves. Uh, Daryl <laughs> Hall and John Oates, Hall and Oates. With and, Tears for Fears. Uh, Tears for Fears are coming to the Verizon Center. There's a Here's cl- the thing. I can do with that. I've, if Hall and Oates came by themselves. Yeah. 
They're but, fine. But they're not going to sell like, that many. They're not going to go to the Verizon yeah, Center. Yeah, you got you to sweeten the yeah, deal. They probably won't go to the Verizon Center, but they could easily fill up any other venue. There's a clip. Just black people alone will go see them. There's a half-hour <laughs> video. It's, I think it's broken down in individual clips, too, on YouTube. Tears for Spheres. Tears for Spheres did something for, like, Spotify or something, like uh, yeah. a little concert in a small room, like, three years ago. And they sound great. Like, it's unbelievable. They still sound, they still sound the they same? They sound just like they sounded. Did There's they? no... Yeah. I mean, th- that's the one thing about... My beneficial. song was Everybody Rules the World. Yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Even and, boy and bands Shout are doing all those. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah. Shout, but then everybody, I really liked Everybody Rules the World. Uh, this like summer, Shout. there's a tour. It's it's New Kids on the Block Ugh. with Paula Abdul and Boys and Men opening. I'm like, Paula oh, poor, poor Boys and Men. Boys huh? and Men have been relegated. It's time to quit. They they're do opening for Paula Abdul? No, yeah. They're opening I don't for know. New go guy. on that tour? Yeah. Why are they opening for New Kids? They opened. They did it like two years ago. New kids yeah. do a summer tour every year. And they take someone was, out yeah. every year. New kids, Backstreet Boys, and and uh, Boys to Men. Yeah. Boys to Men was on the bottom of the bill, and I'm like, really, you guys? Yeah. But for that crowd, had a diamond selling album. You had an album yeah. that sold yeah, twelve million copies. Yeah, diamond for that yeah. crowd. For the the people who were there to see the other two bands, white folks. They're it's just, just nostalgia for them when they sing it. Just sing "End of the Road," right, exactly. And get off. It's, it's not. It's not the same. Do Motown Philly, but and do "End of the Road." They have. Like, a they have a lot of other songs in Vegas. That's, that's yeah. where you go see Boys to Men. They're at Ve- three of them. The fourth guy, the the deep voice. Yeah, guy but uh, do Boys to Men just back. not do black shows? Like I would like I don't to know. see. Uh, would they, you, like, would you like to see like like a Joe to see BBD Boys to Men tour? Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. But they would stand out again. Yes. It'd be like that Ralph Tresman thing. They would not. But it wouldn't matter. They'd still. Yeah. On a, on a tour like that, they they would do well. You put them in the. You put them in the. You put them in some warm place. You put them in the an island maybe. But, yeah. You put them in an island and you package that. Tom Joyner would jump yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to, to package deal sending people there. You do. You make it a whole weekend. Or mix mix it up. <laughs> do you like. Maybe Boys you have them headline, have one headline on Friday, have one headline on Sunday, one headline on Sunday. Shit. Yeah, do like a like a like Boys the Men, Ready for the World, you know, uh Black Street. Mid you know. condition. Yeah, <laughs> mid condition. You could easily you know, do that. Like get, well, they, get, they get, don't, un, they don't get really do that. Sponsor with, it. I wonder if they really do that with black artists the way they do it with white artists. I think they do. I just don't think they always do it, first of all, yeah. in the States. And I don't think the tours are as extensive. Yeah. You know, but, Last summer, there was that '90s hip hop tour. It was like well. Salt and Pepper's. My headlining. brother went to that. My brother did a review for it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah Salt and Pepper's headline, and for yeah. some reason, Vanilla Ice was on it. Right, uh, you know. Right. But then it was like, who else was? Uh, was my brother would know? Call me like, bad. It was, was on it. Bad. Coolio. Uh, yeah, people. Yeah. All all the little. Yeah. Here's a problem that they do is that they do a lot of the uh, the also ran acts. Yeah, Skilo, you know, Skilo. <laughs> you got you got that you one know. hit, Father MC, MC yeah, Rains. Who's yeah, that? Uh, the also Rams. Who's that? Uh, they don't oh, do God. a lot of the, they don't love a lot of the bangers. Who did Ghetto Jam? Domino, Domino. Domino. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the one hit he had. You know, so you do a lot of the also Rams rather than do a lot of the the, they got the bangers. Ca- got the People catalog. Who are bangers. You know. Oh, who, okay, so new that's the difference between that. going to like a summer, like one of those summer jazz tours, where it's like Frankie Beverly and Mays. And um, ch- just groups like that, you know, yeah. like oh, everybody on this band can do can do two hours of material by themselves, you know, as opposed to people who have two songs. <laughs> I'm surprised New Edition isn't doing a summer tour to capitalize on that whole biopic thing. Especially BBD just put an album. I thought that yeah. would happen. Yeah, that they would. It's getting about well, time I mean, they would announce. It's about it. time to start announcing. Yeah. Like, we're going out for the summer. Well, and then 
I'm like they toured. I think they've toured a couple times in the last few years. But I think one tour had Bobby. One tour was just New Edition. Yeah. And then they had that. Uh, they kind of splintered off, where it was like it wasn't like Johnny Gill with Ralph Tresvent and Bobby. Yeah, Johnny, Bobby, and Johnny, and Ralph. Ralph yeah. yeah, and so they've had a few of those. I don't know that all six of them have been together on tour in yeah. several years. So maybe two, three years. But they could at least play like eight shows. That's money, you know. Yeah, I think money I think they're made. gonna. Like, I, I'm, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put, like, you know, they're going to do headline, like, the Essence Festival. Yeah. Something they don't have to, like, yeah. you know, the, the onus to draw isn't on them. Yeah. yeah. It's something that's going to be, like, an established event. And Essence yeah. Festival, is a, that's a great spot for them to be in. Yeah. Because they're going to get a lot of love. You know, it's going to be, like, them. Confunction will be the opening act. <laughs> you know, something like that. I just heard um, uh, Cameo on uh, – Cameo has residency in Vegas now. Oh really? I just wow. heard them talking on Tom or not Tom Joyner on Donnie Simpson's morning morning show or afternoon show now. Yeah, they have a residency in Vegas. It's probably something off off the strip, but they have a residency in Vegas. You know, wearing up. Now, you like, want to talk like, about kill scene? New new edition with uh, the Temptations and Jermaine you guys Jackson. Go get Larry's album. You heard it. Uh, you know what star. it is. Go yep. get it. Scorn Star, go get it. You want to talk about Larry Kilson? We're gonna bring this one home. Jamie Kilson, yeah. Jamie, excuse uh, me. There's only a, there's a little bit of a wrinkle. We have an update. Uh oh. Rod Jezebel. brought it to us. You've heard about Jamie by now, right? Mm. Jamie Kilstein. You ever heard about Jamie by now? No. Okay. Oh, he got he got ostracized from um, the progressive the world progressive because some some allegations came out that he was predatory, manipulative with women, um, and so. He was kicked off his podcast, and he deleted his Twitter, and on and on and on. So the guy who was the most about the most don't be a dick to stuff? women, like his a lot of his stuff is guys don't be a dick to women. Turns out, ironically, that he is um, he is what he despises. <laughs> so yeah, it's like the you know kind of like the you know the the sheepdog and the coyote, and he just dresses up in the sheepdog fox outfit, in a hen house. Yeah, you know, yeah. So there was I'm a new wrinkle. I'm going to talk to you about women's rights, and as soon as he gets you alone in a room, the, the hey sheep girl. costume comes off. Hey, hey girl. Baby. <laughs> Man. Let's talk about what's right about you, girl. So basically, uh, the story last week was just kind of a few tweets. Uh, he made me uncomfortable. He didn't respect my boundaries. Very nonspecific. And so, and his wife, Jamie's wife, I guess soon to be ex-wife if they're not already divorced. I think they're already divorced. Because they they separated last summer. I know in Virginia you got to be separated for a year. I don't know how it is where they live, but she posted. But it was again like vague, like predatory behavior, and on and on and on. So Jezebel actually got a hold of a few of the accusers and put this uh, long article together, including quotes from Kilstein saying, "Don't be a dick to women." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's videos online of him talking about rape culture, and even like there was one thing where he had had a quote about like, "Oh yeah, I'm just doing this to fuck feminist girls." Like sarcastically said that. Mm-hmm. It turns yeah. out, uh, yeah, you were. That's exactly what he was doing. So, all right, I'm trying to get to the part of the article where it actually talks Isn't it about. Is just easier to just women. go after whores? I mean, <laughs> well, you would think. <laughs> you would think. Jezebel yeah. talked to three women with stories outlining how Kilstein allegedly used his feminism and popularity to make sexual advances on them. One woman who requested anonymity first met the comedian as a fan and was later invited, joined the Citizens Radio podcast as its only staff member at the time. Well, that's a little suspicious. Let's create a job for you. 
Yeah. Uh, one year into the job, <laughs> in August 2013, <laughs> quote, he decided that he wanted me to travel to a show with him, and I'd never done that before, which is weird because he traveled to shows as a stand-up. They didn't need him. They didn't need a, a staff. The podcast wasn't traveling. Yeah. She was working for the He's podcast. He's traveling. Yeah. On the train ride to a gig in Washington, D.C., she said that Kilston commented on how an onlooker might, quote, think that we are flirting. So far, so what? Uh, later that day, he suggested watching TV together in her hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> her hotel room. How about I come over to your room and we watch TV? Uh, and the relationship became sexual that night. According to the woman, Kilstein was still in a committed marriage with Kilkenny, but the affair stretched on for nearly two years. The woman said she tried to break things off multiple times, but was unable to. I don't know what that means. Uh, he never accepted that I was really done, so there were several times where I tried to break up the relationship, but he's my boss, she said. I have to talk to him every day. I have to answer his emails. I have to tweet at him. I have to convince people to pay him money to talk on stage. So if he wanted to talk to me, I had to talk to him. Now, for me, personally, great, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but if you have to do all that for a guy that won't let you stop being in a relationship with him, won't take no for an answer, you fucking quit. But... Maybe she couldn't. Or, or, you, or you just find another job. You got two years. Well, you can always threaten like, oh, yeah, Jamie, I'm going to email go, your go wife. To HR. And well, the thing is that how did the, how did the first one just jump into the very first thing they said? Well, he came to my room. And then it got sexual. Went a sexual relationship. Well, yeah. how's that happen? Well, like I said last week, Kilstein's very charming. He can talk his yeah. way into things. I know, you, but he's, uh, he sounds it. like you that guy Kilstein. that we all knew in college that like you know took the women's studies class because he thought it'd be a good way to pick up chicks. Exactly. We like say that. this all the time. That's yeah. the same angle that all these these maybe not all, not all, but some. I was just about to say yeah. not all, but a lot of these male fans. Definitely, I say thirty five percent of them. It's their I would game. Think. That's their um, game to get you. <laughs> That's their game to get you. So this woman, though, she left Citizen Radio in September 2014 when the show ran out of money for her position and continued a relationship with Stop Kilstein. right there. <laughs> the only reason she left was because the show ran out of money. Right. They weren't paying for her. For her position. Yeah. So they weren't paying her anymore. So she bounced. That's the only reason she left. If they had been able to still pay her, she'd have been there. It so, says, it says though, she continued a relationship with Kilstein until May of 2015. And she right, still so stayed eight, in eight more, So that, in that case, he wasn't her boss anymore. Yeah. yeah. And the whole, I wanted to break it off, but I couldn't because he was my boss and I'm answering his emails. That's You take that off the table, right. eight more months of that. So for some of that, again, like we were talking about, it's no one's saying he raped anyone. Mm -hmm. People are just saying that. He was, he was, here's what he was doing. He was having an affair on his wife. Okay, he's having here's, an affair with this, with this girl, and he and he had his company subsidize it because basically right. he created yeah. a position for her. No right. pun intended. Right, right, right. All right, so yeah. <laughs> and by the way, no one is defending him. Yeah, right. don't misunderstand. We're not defending him. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if you take a job and you've been there six months and you realize your job really isn't do anything except to have a relationship with your boss, <laughs> then and tweet at him. You know, it's on you, all right? Well, she could, look, maybe she's in a position where she financially couldn't find a job. Maybe she had looked mm -hmm. for jobs. We have a one-paragraph synopsis. Maybe she was putting her applications mm -hmm. out there and interviewing and not getting jobs. But eight months after that, she stayed she with was him. She was still involved with him after he, yeah, she left he's, the job. He's famous in that community, and he's a charming guy. Yeah. I've seen him talk his way into shit, and I'm like, yeah. how did you do that? Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is, though, like, like we said, you know, the rules of the world that he lives in 
this is a that's this their code. Is, is the code that he lives by. This is a huge transgression. Yeah, you broke the code. Like you if you broke you're a, the code that you that you helped establish, you perpetuated that code. You helped establishment and you perpetuated. You shamed it, others for not living and by. You it. broke the codes. So, so let's say let's say you're a you're a, a, a monk, right? And you've taken a vow of silence and you've been silent for a year. And then one day you walk up to all the other monks and like, hey, did you guys catch Real Housewives last night? And start talking. Now they're gonna be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, you're not. A, no, you they're gonna be like, uh, "When did you install a satellite dish? And <laughs> right, why are we just right. not hearing about it?" <laughs> right, right. But they're not gonna. You're not. You haven't broken the law. You've broken the code of this You've group. Broken their codes. You know, and and so they're gonna be like, "Yeah, you can't be here anymore." So that's all this really is. Is yeah. what he did. He broke the okay, code. I'm hooking up with an employee, and then it drags on for a couple of years. That shit that happens all the time. It doesn't and have to be a monk. If either one of you guys were come up to me and say, "Hey, do you see Real Housewives or anything?" Yeah. to me, I'd be like, "You know what? I'm out." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we broke the code. We broke the code. We broke the code that we have established. Why are you? <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying to get me to watch anything that involves Nimi Leaks? Okay, because she. <laughs> we right. broke the codes. I feel uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another woman, a 22-year-old college student from Ohio, struck an online friendship with Kilstein after he liked one of her tweets in November 2015. He then sent her a direct message, slid into the DMs. Right. Um, she says, I was starstruck. Of course she was. Because he's a pretty famous podcaster. Of course. Yeah. And she said in an interview with Jezebel, she mentioned that she and her boyfriend were big citizen radio fans. And later, Kilstein gave her a shout out on the podcast. So he's pushing he all the buttons. Of course he did. This is like that scene of Do the Right Thing. I dedicated a song to you. Yeah. Of course he did. Um but when Kilstein's messages turned into unwanted flirtation, she says she repeatedly mentioned her committed relationship. Now, you can block someone on Twitter, but yep. uh, Jezebel obtained screenshots of one segment of the conversation in which Kilstein told the woman, quote, but if he hurts you, your rebound is now lined up. That's some that's some uh, skeevy <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, Because <laughs> he's hoping that she gets hurt by this dude. He's actually kind of wishing that her boyfriend hurts her so that she can come into his arms. Um, in another exchange, she asked Kilstein to tone down the flirting. She said Kilstein apologized, but later resumed stop flirting with him. Stop texting with him because yeah. he's not going to yeah. stop. This is, this, turns, this is turning into a relationship advice column. <laughs> stop like, texting with him. She says, it was like a creepy dude at a bar trying to get him to leave you alone by that's bringing exactly up. That's exactly what it is. By bringing because up that's boyfriend. exactly where he's at. It's not turning into, oh, no, it is. She said, I thought this is a feminist. I shouldn't have to have another man kind of dissuade him from being creepy and respecting my boundaries. Should, but, yeah. Should, but yeah. don't. She said that Kilstein offered to send her gifts, fly out to Ohio to meet her, and told her he'd never met another girl like her. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, Jamie. The woman said she ended the Twitter <laughs> conversation in December 2015. So it didn't last that long. Uh, December 2015. So, wait, the first comment that he... November 2015. All this happened between November and December 2015. Yeah. He starts getting more flirty. He starts saying your rebound is lined up. She says, I got a boyfriend. He says, you know, bitch, stop lying or whatever. Basically. Um, December 2015, she ends it. So only a month later. Uh, wondering if she had misinterpreted something or misbehaved. Oh, or, no, no. You didn't misinterpret anything. In some way. <laughs> he would always say these feminist ideals I align with. So in a month, he's sending her gifts and talking about flying out to meet her. That's... Uh, he would always say these feminist ideals I aligned with. I was so confused why he was kind of going against what feminism stood for because he wasn't a feminist. When I ended it, yeah. I would go through our messages and see where I was wrong and I could have been more Maybe strict. Maybe I did something wrong. That's yeah. some gaslighting shit. He yeah. makes you think you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, uh, 
you would think somebody who calls themselves a feminist and studies, you know, uh, feminist ideology would be able to see through this BS more than you know your your average person. But there's, I think, there are two things working against this girl in this case. One, she's 22. Yeah. Two, he's famous. To her, he, in her world, he's famous. So that clouds it. Uh, and, don't, don't forget cute and famous. Yeah, cute. He's a little cuddly cute guy. Yeah. A lot of people who, a lot of women who would see the writing on the wall immediately and cut this guy off know that because they went, they did it wrong once before. Right. right. They're like, oh, I, I know I know this game. This is going to be her her reference point for the next time someone slides in her DMs. She's 22. We we hope. She's got a boyfriend. Maybe this hasn't happened to her before where a guy with some kind of influence or just a guy she likes. She liked him for some reason. Uh, And so this is going to be the one where she's like, okay, I fucked up. I kept this conversation going. Even now, like these quotes, she's like, I went back and thought, did I do something wrong? Was it me? So she'll grow from that and and learn. And next time around, she'll just block the, the dude. But, um, Another longtime Citizen Radio fan. Oh, no, I skipped a paragraph. The alleged behavior is a stark contrast to comments Kilstein made in the aforementioned Citizen Radio podcast and episode. This is, and this is where he fucked himself. From this past August, in which he complains of getting too many, quote, flirty emails and stuff from fans and told his listeners to, quote, stop trying to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Making a joke. Another longtime Citizen Radio fan, Julie32, says they formed an unlikely friendship after she sent him a Facebook message in 2015. Well, that shit, this shit happened in 2015. Kilstein's response was... Going through some shit in 2015 is what that sounds yeah. like. His response was flirtatious, but at the time, Julie didn't consider it inappropriate. This is Jamie. He's a feminist. He's a safe person. She explained no, not. <laughs> of her thought process about the situation. They met briefly at one of Kilstein's shows in 2015, and she saw him again at another show in 2016. She offered to show his band a good vegan restaurant after the show, but says Kilstein was more interested in hanging out with her alone <laughs> The screw the band, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> I was flattered, she said. Essentially, he charmed me back to his hotel Y'all can that see night. see Larry with his hands over his eyes. <laughs> he charmed me back to his hotel that night. I chose to go. Okay. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, Julie said. So me being able to touch a man again again was a big deal to me. Oh, he was praying on he the He helped vulner- her. She was vulnerable. He helped her. He helped himself to her. But he helped uh, her, Andy. Yeah. That night, she opened up to Kilstein about her assault. That uh, The first night they hung out, yeah. that night was actually really special to me, she said. I remember thinking, I got to feel safe tonight because of Jamie. <laughs> Jesus. It's like he's on a higher pedestal. You said that he's yeah. he's got, he's got the, the silver tongue. Look, guys, we've all known guys who are just really great at like hooking yep. up. They know how to pick them. Yep. A big part of the game is just, just knowing, knowing how to pick inherently them. which girl's going to fall how for to your, pick, yeah. your game. And some guys are bad at They oh. have a good game, but they're bad at that part. They don't know how to pick them very well. Um, however, months later, Julie heard Kilstein refer to women he'd slept with on his tour as, quote, road fucks on the podcast. Jezebel was not able to find the episode containing this quote. As someone who listens religiously, I knew exactly. I knew that he was speaking about me. She said all of the trauma came crashing back down. So really, she was fine with what with him cheating on his wife and all that. Right. right. She was fine with she that. She didn't like being called a road fuck. Yeah. And he didn't call her specifically, but she interpreted it as, well, I'm one of those girls he's, he's talking, talking about. about me. So, again, so she was fine with listening to him, him and his wife, be on a show together. She was fine with knowing yeah. who his wife was. She was fine with knowing everything about his wife all the time leading up to this. Yeah, all oh, that was cool. But <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's the guy who is like, I respect you so much. Yeah, and then 
to turn around and say these girls were these road fucks. Right. And she thinks he's talking about me. What, what? He might be talking about ten other girls too. You can't, you can't respect somebody and call them a road fuck. <laughs> Not in that world. Okay. Not in that world. Not no. in that world. The the lines are very clearly drawn. So again, that, that's not like sexual assault we're talking about. That's just a girl I who just, feels like he treated her with disrespect, and you're supposed to treat women with utmost respect, according to Jamie Kilstein. Oh my God! Listen again. You you he laid down these he laid down yeah. his parameters. If, if that's if that's the life you want to live. Why not just become a musician or a DJ? Because then <laughs> well, you was, really do you, you really don't have to hide, <laughs> you know, right. your 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 dog like tendencies. Yeah, 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 people, yeah, you don't. You people just, will people will celebrate you for it. Yeah, you know, just just buy buy a mixer and just like you know be like you know <laughs> you know give yourself a goofy name and just be like a house DJ. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to actually look like you're pressing buttons when you really aren't. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That's he was going in the direction of music anyway. He was yeah. playing music on stage, but yeah, you don't have to. If if he wasn't proselytizing, he was if he wasn't out there saying this is how everyone should act, then this wouldn't be there wouldn't be any irony or deception in this. Um, in response, she wrote a letter about the shame, anger, and pain she felt and sent it to a weekly advice podcast called The Struggle Bus. The podcast coach, struggle bus. That sounds like a really bad adult film series. Heard of that one? The struggle bus. We've been talking about names that we like. I don't think I like that name. The struggle bus. The podcast co-host Frankie Smith is doing a doing a throwback rap song called the struggle. I don't think I struggle Dutch bus. I like that name. Hey, welcome to our show, the Hardship Mobile. Yeah. The podcast co-host Catherine Heller read it out loud in an episode called Purge Pure Imagination in September. In the letter, Julie, who was identified in the podcast by the pseudonym Mad Cat, writes, "I was nothing but a conquest and wonders safety. How can I feel that after? How can I feel that after this experience?" After all of the experiences, how do I trust? Um, and on and on and on. So Julie's letter on that podcast, Julie, the girl who didn't like being called a road fuck. Okay. Her letter was read on the podcast. Uh, Other girls were like, I know who she's talking about because they picked up on the context clues. That's how this all came crashing down for Jamie. Okay. Because this let me, girl. Let me, let me just throw the you know, yellow flag on the field right now. Yeah. <sighs> how? Okay. The sex was consensual, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. He was married at the time. Yeah. She was single. He was married uh, probably around the time because they announced their separation in the, right. the middle right. of 2016. So maybe he was playing on the my wife and I are going through if, some shit. Here's the thing. Angle. If the sex was consensual at the time, how can she say I felt like a conquest and he wasn't her conquest? I think you can feel like a conquest. Like, it's like it's tough to fucking tell the her. famous guy's her conquest. Right. right. It's tough to tell yeah. her. Like, I'm how, just saying. But like, that, you know, you're right, Andy. She, if you, her you, having sex with him, isn't that her conquest? Yeah. She felt great about that. Yeah. Right. She, she felt great about that mountain. until, you know, he basically, you know, said, he expressed exactly what she was feeling, you know, yeah. in public. You know, it, it's. Right. Look. But to her, she would never call him a road fuck, and she expect like these people. One of First. them said like uh, he was an ally and a friend, and they he goes in like I'm just your friend watching TV in your hotel room with you, and then he they hook up and it's just like oh that that was oh, okay that was weird how the night turned that way. He it never seems like they're being preyed upon, but then in retrospect they're like wait a minute. He came to my hotel room to watch TV. No, he didn't. Netflix and mm-hmm. chill's not real, mm-hmm. you know. So. But this is a lot of their, maybe they're just waking up to that. This That girl's 32, so you would think she's had that 
learning experience before where she Maybe. hooked up with a guy and Maybe he not. ghosted on her and she's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Or he treated her like nothing after the the hookup and she, he was he was, you know, doing all kinds of stuff for her before the hookup. Maybe not. Maybe she's a little too old for that, but it happened to her that way. The bottom line is it's it's not none of those things sound all that egregious. Right. To us. But in that world where you're like Guys, always be a friend to women, always be an ally to women, never take advantage of women, make them feel safe. These women who have walls up because of sexual assault they've gone to, right, right, he gets right. them to bring their walls down, disarms he, them. And then he gets up on them. Yeah. And they're like, now I can't trust anyone. <laughs> I knew I couldn't trust them, regular you know? guys, but I could trust Jamie. The thing, the thing is, but though, that... Like, th- go ahead, man. It's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't trust this guy. I can't trust anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's life. You can't yeah. really trust anybody. The thing, the thing is about about this guy is that he has been. We we Andy and I say this all the time. It's that these dudes, these these guys who oh I'm I'm a feminist and this and that. I'm like you should probably not trust them. Least <laughs> let them prove it to you. Yeah. Let them prove it to you because this is their angle to get next to you. I've seen it too many times. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not being honest with you. This is their angle to get next to you, and it keeps getting proven out. This is their angle to keep getting next to you. Not saying all all this. Here's how you know. Uh, uh, Rod from the Black Eye Tip, shout out. Rod shout is out. very much in the corner of black women. Uh-huh. Okay? Rod has a great marriage with his black wife. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So if Rod stands up and says these things, at no point in my mind am I like, Rod is on some trying to get <laughs> I'm not doing I know what he's doing. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if Rod was single, I'd be like, hey, mm. <laughs> you know, I'd be suspicious. I'd be suspicious. Right. I wouldn't say anything to him because that's not my style. I wouldn't, I'd, I'd just show me. So- I think you and I talked about Kelsey early. Was he was in a marriage. Right. He was you in a power yeah, couple He marriage. was in a power couple marriage. But I didn't know anything about I You knew him more than I knew him. Yeah. So I, I know, and again, the example of Rod and Karen, I know how Rod and Karen's marriage is. So I just know there's nothing for me to think of. But with a guy like Jamie, I'm like, that eh, seems kind of. I was still surprised, though. Were you surprised? Because you know him. Because I thought he was more committed to being the best good guy out there i thought that was uh, just as being as example to everybody else or the, yeah the praise something to prove the, the praise the example getting the praise I, I thought that was higher to him than hooking up yeah on the level of you know the hierarchy of what he wants to do so now i don't really know him no over the last eight years i don't really know him i, I knew him before that yeah uh, and i knew him right when he was kind of starting in this direction but it seemed like the praise we talk about this all the time it happens with comedy too this, this thing gets you high. You, yeah. you get a high off it. A drug, uh, getting a laugh, getting praise on Twitter for being the best. Right, right. At some the point, best, the, the high best, wears the off. Yeah. And people start doing other things to get high. They start going to comedy shows, but they stopped writing jokes a year ago. Now mm-hmm. they're just there for the, the party afterwards or to drink or whatever. And so they're in the social scene. They're getting their yeah. high that way. They're, and so I think Jamie, maybe the high of being king male feminist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm didn't do it for him. it didn't get him high anymore and he needed to do other things yeah. also his marriage might have been on the rocks and yeah. maybe he was you know again like i said last week you know the sex drive kicks in and suddenly your judgment goes away right right, and, right, right. the big thing is probably the, the there's a couple of things is the marriage is on the rocks but i think the bigger thing and the marriage might be on the rocks because of this yeah is because that it's clear that jamie has been questing for something 
probably his whole adulthood. He's been and running he, from something. If running from something and running to something. Right, to something his wrong. whole adulthood, he's been trying to find what this thing is. And uh, uh, I don't think he's ever done any, and this is just me looking from the outside. He's probably never done any self-analysis. It's always been about the world or yeah. about the, the greater things is what are men doing? He'll put what on a are, costume. Yeah, what is this doing? What is that? What is stand-up comedy doing? It's never been, well, what is Jamie doing? Right. There's never been anything of that from what I can see. Well, we know what he's doing. He's training MMA and he's eating vegan and he's right, getting right, tattoos. Right, right, right. But those are, those are gig- gi- superficial, gigantic things. Yeah. You know, but it's it's the thing of well, men need to be doing this. I'm like, do men need to be doing this, or does Jamie Kilsey need to be doing need to be doing? It's this? like a preacher. Did you just say <laughs> MMA training? And he did train him. Yes, yeah, he did both. Yeah, you need to be in meat when you work. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like training like, MMA. I'm just saying, like, because you got to eat love if, <laughs> trust if you were me. Try, you, if you were trying not to get beat up, don't you think you need trust some me. sort of like animal protein? You need to be eating protein. Well, I think a lot I'm of no fitness trust, expert. I mean, obviously, trust and believe. Yeah. you need to be eating protein. I think a lot of people no, train. Not, not even not even that's their workout the, though. The, the, the yeah. internal thing, just just the opponent point of view. Because yeah. like I know some people, like if they go step drink, it's like I will be damned if I'm getting beat up by a vegan today. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pound this guy trust into a believe. smoothie. I don't know. I don't know many fighters who are vegans. Yeah, but because some people need to get some protein. people are just doing it for the exercise. Yeah, and that's I think just, that's what he, some people I, box in a in their you know? for know, but The training is so hard yeah. Yeah. just to be in there. Yeah. It's so and and that's another thing. He chose the most extreme the biggest shit talent he could do. Yeah. MMA. The training is so hard. He chose the vegan life. Being a vegan is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to be a vegan. But that's yeah, but the, the I over. He, I, I accomplished this challenge. Right. Is he vegan right. because he wants to be vegan, or no. he's like, you know what? Because in that fem- world, feminists love the, vegans. That's the thing, and, and it's not even. Well, there's there's definitely a part of that I think, and there's also the part of I have to overcome. As Andy says, the biggest challenge. Yeah. MMA. The biggest challenge. It's you're gonna, the self-congratulation. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna do MMA. And MMA, you spar every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day you spar. You know, it's not like it's just a karate class where you're just going through the movements. Every day you spar hard. That's MMA, you just, you're learning just how to fight. You're not learning anything else. You know, and it's the hardest levels of fighting. I'm not even saying it's the best because in my mind, boxing or kickboxing are better, but that's just me. Yeah. But, the, but the training? Come on, man. You chose that? With just very little background, and and you chose to be a vegan. I think he had done the martial arts. The hardest of the food things, you choose vegan. I think he had done martial arts earlier in his life. Right. So you're like, so well, had, and that's how he would know, like, okay, yeah. this thing, this is this is hard. If it wasn't for that, he might have cho- cho- uh, chosen Muay Thai kickboxing. Muay Thai kickboxing is hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> our training is hard. You choose that, you know. I'm surprised he didn't do some shit like become an expatriate and go to Thailand and train there. You know, and there's a lot of dudes who do that. I'm surprised he didn't do that. I walked you know. past a Kempo place. There was a guy outside handing out flyers like, hey, you want to train a Kempo? I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kempo. A, it's a urban hard kempo. style martial art. Yeah. It's like <laughs> urban Kempo. I was like, well, yeah. I don't know that. I'm busy. I'll see you later, dude. <laughs> kempo with an EPMD <laughs> CD playing in the background. <laughs> so what you're saying. Headbanger. Bam. <laughs> so what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> you know, so he chose the hardest of things, you know. Yeah, it's just a. I mean, it, it's just a classic case. But he, I don't think he ever looked at himself. Maybe he does this. Maybe he does after this. I don't maybe. know. Maybe it's just a, like I compared it on Facebook to a, a preacher 
who takes advantage of people in his congregation. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. You wouldn't he know anything p- about that, would we? <laughs> finds people who are vulnerable, who he he, he breaks down their walls because they trust him, takes advantage of him, right. takes advantage, takes their money possibly, right. uh, or takes advantage of their trust and goes and does things like cheat on his wife or or do drugs or he's actually gay. Yeah. You know? And but they they often have the, the tearful podium moment where they're like, I, God said it's cool now, and there's no I, there's no way back in for Kilstein with that. Like those guys will get back in and start small. Yeah, I saw you put up. that up. There's no place where he can do the. I don't think so. The public apology. I don't think so because everything is built on trust in in that code. It's as far as the men the men women dynamic. It's like mm-hmm. if they can't trust you, they they're not going to trust you. And that's the code that he perpetrated. So I think we're we're start we're we are in the beginning of an age where like people, re, you know, like you know they're they're they got their steel on with their BS. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, you know what? Even if I do mess up, even if everybody knows it, I'm just going to double down on it because look who's running the country. You know, just yeah. like it, like <laughs> I just think that there's so much idealism in that world. That I don't think that world would buy it. I don't know what he can do next. I, I have Politics. no idea. Like what? <laughs> he's charming enough. Well, you know uh, what he has to do is he has to go away for about a year. Yeah. He has to come back and do a formal public apology and talk about how he's changed. I worked on myself. I've been through therapy. If he does that, they'll welcome him right back. I realized that I had issues, and I personally apologize to all the women. Okay, so go away for a year. New haircut. You know. Go yeah. by his middle name instead of his first name. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But just never, reinvent but he's, never he's Chris run Gaines a, now. But yeah. never, you know, get a, get a food truck. In the words yeah. of Chris Lambert, just get a food truck. Uh, I mean, I really don't get. Never I, run away from it, but just anytime it comes up, just say, "Listen, I I uh, I apologize, and I came back from that, and, did it. and yeah. just do the. You have to do the pastor mea culpa. You yeah. just have to do it in that world, which yeah. is basically that. There's just and no, there's no template right, for that world. They'll accept him right back in. Yeah, there's just no template. Like I don't know that that's happened, where yeah. someone has fallen from grace that hard in that, that world, hard that fast and yeah. being and been brought back. I, and you know what? If anybody can do it, it'll be this dude. Yeah, it'll I mean, it's the biggest this, challenge of his life. It'll be this guy because he likes these big grandiose things. Yeah, it'll be this guy. Yeah, it'll be this guy. Give me a year. Give yeah. me a year. Give me a year, and then we'll see. Because I don't think he can just step away from. Step I, th- away I think he's, he's just to get on the phone, call up R. Kelly. How'd you do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, R. Kelly had had black women cause he good to Boondocks. So, <laughs> you know. All right. All right so give me a year, and we'll yeah. see what happens. People, give me a year. No one had three guys on is endorsing anything he did. By the way, not one of us. No. I know, but we'll see what happens. A year. I'm predicting a year from now. Let's see what happens. Spring of 2018. We'll see what has going on with Jamie Kilstein. Yeah, we'll see. He might can... start popping up before that. Some of those guys just find a new congregation. Yeah, he might start so popping up before that. He might find that. a new belief system oh, yeah. that uh, allows him to sort of have this past and still exist in right, that world. Right. And whatever. Right. Whatever structure that world Spring has. of 2018. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right, we want to thank Larry XL for sitting in with us today. You guys be sure to go get his album. Let him know what it you is. You want to play that metal song again? again? Well, yeah, yeah, we do want to go it's out got with that. Score Star is called the Autopilot EP, and uh, it's go available and on that. iTunes and CD Baby and all I'm that gonna, other. I'm going to talk uh, on top of it. Do you have a comedy album out, too? Yes, I do. I got a couple. So that's on iTunes, too. Yep. Larry uh, XL. Go, go huge or go home. Yeah. Score Star. Yep. Larry XL. Start the, the metal one. Yep. Start. Restarted. Yep. All right. Sorry. Started. Okay. Good. So I want to thank Larry XL. Uh, you know you can get this. You can get it on CD Baby. Scorn Star. 
CD Baby. You heard the songs we played. We like it. Uh, I feel like it should be in some commercials everywhere. I could give a future ahead of you writing for uh, writing for writing for media. Beyonce. Writing for media. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm beyond that. Writing for television, something like that, with commercials. Okay. Somebody has to write that music. Yep. Somebody has to write that music. Oh, we want to thank you guys. You want to hang in for the next one? We got one more we want to do. Sure. No, you we'll make it short. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll make it. It's going to be short. It's going to have to be short because I got to okay. go. Yeah, it's going to have to be short. But we're going to talk about uh, the guy who had the kids come in because obviously that relates to me. <laughs> so we'll probably do the whole thing on that. That's um, a hilarious video. Larry, give him your uh, Twitter feeds. Uh, at LarryXL on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. There you go. Yep. Okay. LarryXL.com. Do we get any emails? No. Okay, great. Well, come on back. I say great because we can get out. Not great because you fuckers didn't even come God at us for yourself. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you like. Be sure to drop some few buckets in the tip jar, uh, a few dollars in the tip jar. Uh, anybody who came out to see us at the new draft house in D.C., we want to thank you guys. That shows every Saturday night now. 1045. 1045. Get there early. Come on out. Get there early. It's a great time. Great comedians. Larry will be there. Y'all won't see him, but he'll be there tonight. Coming out this uh, next Saturday. You got anything coming up? No? Um, not in the next week or two. I'll have a couple things uh, next right. week. I'll plug it. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I will be in New York. We got to make an arrangement for the podcast next week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I will be in New York. Um, I get there Thursday, and I'll be there Friday night, Saturday night. That's this Thursday. So Thursday of this week, I'll be in New York. Ted Alexander is doing his week at the at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City uh, every night. Go see that. I'll be hanging around. I'm going to try and set up some sites, some spats. Um, check with my all my social media and you'll it's see. song it. over? we got to rewind. we got to yeah. run back. No, it's playing. Oh, okay, cool. That's, so funny. You just, that's the breakdown in the middle of the bridge. There's a bridge of love. <laughs> so listen, come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. Uh, I am Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Larry XL. Larry XL. We got three guys on. And we are out. We are out.